Welcome everyone to Off the Top Rope. Join us every week right here to get the latest wrestling news and stories happening in the wrestling world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the premiere episode of Off the Top Rope. Guys, I'm so excited. I've got none other than one of my good friends and a huge, huge wrestling fan, Mr. Sean Prime. Sean, say hello to all the wonderful people out there. What's up, everyone? I'm here live in my studio bedroom <laughs> in sunny Orlando, Florida. Sunny slash kind of sort of cloudy Florida. Yeah. Yeah. This weather is fucking depressing. But ladies and gentlemen, we've got for you, we've got off the top rope. It's our premiere episode. We're here to do everything to do with professional wrestling and independent wrestling. It's honestly, guys, we're just here to talk about the sport, how much we appreciate it and how much we love it. And I'm really excited for this. Um, Sean, I know you had said before in the past that you had done a, a podcast before about wrestling, if I'm not mistaken. I did. It was around uh, WrestleMania 32 when they were in Dallas around that time. Okay. Okay. I did a podcast with a friend. We were going to WrestleMania that year, and that was my first really? res- first WrestleMania I'd gone to. I've been to three. It was three okay. in a row. I did 32, 33, and 34. That's awesome. Um, so we did a podcast. We did like six episodes and it it just got hard and no no one was really listening to the podcast so we just gave it up right right and and, and you know that, i feel like that's one of the hardest things is um having the patience and having the the backup from the other person to kind of keep you going um because not to not to really throw you know a shameless plug out there but uh my best friend and i christian as you know uh, we have our own podcast about movie reviews and we started that thing. We didn't think anybody would listen to that dude. Next thing you know, you know, over 2000 plus people listening to us. So, you know, it, it's just a matter of plugging away. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Cause you, you see the, like the top podcast nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. crash out any of the rest of the podcasts, like Jericho, Stone Cold, Jim Rush, any, any of those podcasts going on. And uh, you, you can like, if you don't, I don't know if you listen to a guy named Shala Monster. He's one of the top uh, wrestling podcasters. Or uh, Sam Roberts, he's pretty big. Okay. Uh, I only name those two because I used to listen to him a right. lot. I don't really listen to podcasts nowadays, but when I used to listen to it, it used to be Shala Monster and Sam Roberts. Really? Okay. No, I've never listened to those. So I'm actually, it's funny you say that because right now I'm listening to, uh, I believe it's called 83 Weeks. Oh, listen to that one, Conrad, whatever his name is. Conrad I Roberts. I, I think. Conrad that's, Roberts. I think that's just. I, I know you're talking about, and it has uh, yeah. Eric Bischoff. Eric too, Bischoff, right? and I love it, man. I fucking love it. I, I'm on episode five right now, and it's it's great. Like I can't get enough of it. It's it's really good. Have you listened to it? No, I, I'm gonna guess it's probably about how uh, the Attitude Era where WCW beat Raw for like right 83 yeah, weeks. basically it's literally the 83 weeks that wcw started to dominate the monday night wars is you know those who are listening in on the podcast know we there was a little thing back in the mid 90s and 
Sean, it has to be the most epic. I think the most epic battle between two companies in wrestling ever. Literally. It was, what was it? It was literally 83 weeks, whatever many years that is. It was, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I remember this vividly, Sean. Monday night, sitting down in front of your TV at what? Eight o'clock at eight o'clock at night, seven o'clock. I can't remember what time it would start. Tuning into TNT, right? Starting WCW and then going, crap, it's nine o'clock. I know I've got to cross over to USA and watch Monday um, uh, Raw is War. And it was this back and forth of, man, which one do I want to watch? Do I want to watch this one or do I want to watch that one? Because which one, which it was all about, well, what's worth more losing of you not being able to see? Was it like that for you? Not really, because honestly, I was never really into WCW. I, I, I just couldn't stand okay. it. I, I mean, really? I, I, I like some of the guys there, of course. Sting. Sting mm. was, I mean, he's a legend. Everybody, everybody loves Sting. I think yeah. he, he was really the only one. Never cared about Goldberg. Never cared about like Nash, Hall, right? Uh, all the you know the top guys there. Of course, yeah. And so I just kept with uh, Raw, always every week. Never, okay. never missed. A, never missed. I mean, there's maybe a few times I after um, WrestleMania 14 when uh, Shawn Michaels is you know gone due to the back injury. Right. I kind of didn't really watch much after that, but I still kind of stayed on it and try to watch as much as possible. But I was young around that time, so yeah. it was hard. Let's say, like, what? How old are you now? 31. 31. So wait, I'm a year older. Okay. So we're pretty much, we literally grew up watching this thing at the same time. Now, see, it's funny that you say that because I got to ask you now that we're at, we're on this topic of WCW and everything is and guys look where there's no there's no real set format here we're just kind of shooting the breeze we're just hanging out we're talking so we may jump back and forth we may do that you know so just bear with us because you know this is a new a whole new show we're working on it little by little but you you mentioned a minute ago sean that you were never a fan of wcw you, you didn't care for it now can i ask why that is just out of curiosity reason being is i was a huge Huge WCW guy. I loved WCW up until the Attitude Error. And it was a back and forth. I loved them both. But then WWE won me over after a certain point in the Monday Night Wars. What What is it for you? Honestly, I was just loyal to the brand. I, I was young. Okay. I, I Of course, I didn't know that kind of stuff. But it was just me being loyal. I loved Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels just right. will always forever be my... Oh, the fucking heartbreak hit, man. Yeah. Legend. He, he always be my favorite. Always, always. I mean, there's other guys after like CM Punk. And if you guys know Shider WWE, there's a guy named Kenny Omega. I'm really big okay. Ken, Kenny Omega fan, but Shawn Michaels is always the top guy. And when him and Triple H, DX, and even before DX, it was, I, I loved him. You should have seen when I, he won the title at WrestleMania 12 and how much, when I, I don't remember how old I was, but right, I cried my eyes out. And then I yeah. cried, of course, cried my eyes out when he lost to The Undertaker at WrestleMania right. 26. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy now, you know, now you say, you know, as a kid, you know, talking about how you would get emotional and it made me, I couldn't help but think I, I was the same way as a kid. You know, I was invested into it. Now, I will say this before I continue. I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid. I loved it up until, man, I would say 
right when WCW was going out of business, when WWE went in and bought them out for a ridiculous amount. Um, around that time, I started to lose the the attention, the love, the, the the passion I had for it. I don't know if it was because maybe I was like, well, now there's, you know, I, I don't know what it was. I really don't know what it was, but I, I just, I lo- started losing interest in it. I would still watch it as it just became WWE, you know, well, WWF at the time, the monopoly, because that's what they pretty much did is they monopolized the business for a while. I don't know if you would agree with that. I do agree. I mean, it's just like Disney, for instance, they, they're a monopoly company because they buy out all their competition. Yeah, of course. That's, that's what WWE was doing. They bought WCW. Right. They bought ECW. I mean, they, they, I don't think it would ever happen for Impact Wrestling because, I mean, they're basically nothing now. They're just, I mean, they have a television deal, but to me, they're more she, like a big independent company right now. You're talking about TNA? Yeah. I was about to say, like, just because I'm not versed in, like, the current wrestling stuff. So guys, as you'll, as you'll get to know in this podcast and I'm, because we're starting this podcast, it's also gives me an excuse to start watching the current wrestling. Um, what do you call it? The, the current scenarios going on in wrestling. And it'll be interesting for me to have to watch that again, because the last time I'll tell you what, the last time I watched the WWE uh, Monday night thing, I, I couldn't get through it. Maybe I don't know if it was just me. I just could not get through it. It was just so. It, it feels so childish now. And I don't know if that's intentional, because it's a corporate thing now, and it's not privately owned anymore. I I agree because I can't I can't even watch it on a weekly basis anymore. It's been mm-hmm. a couple of years since I've watched it on a weekly basis. I just there's a lot of guys there. Honestly, I just can't stand watching on a weekly basis. One no, being- there's no no one stands out to me like. And sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, yeah, it just no one stands out to me anymore. It's maybe and I don't know if maybe it's just a generational thing for us, but like when we were kids, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Mankind, The Undertaker, The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. You had The Nation of Domination. You had Mark Henry. I mean, I, I don't even get me started. The list can go on and on and on and on. And that's just in a time span of, what, five, six years? You know, and now I look at it now and I'm like, there's not very many mem- memorable faces, marketable faces. Yes, there's a lot of pretty faces, a lot of, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? It just there's nothing that stands out to me about the product that they're putting out right now. There isn't. I mean, there's people out there that like Roman Reigns. I mean, all the power. I I just don't like Roman Reigns. I don't like uh, who else is on top nowadays. Um, well, right now Drew McIntyre. I like Drew McIntyre. There's nothing wrong with him. But it, yeah. there's, like I, I'm trying to go through names, but there's not really anyone. You know. I would say the, the only one I one of the only ones I would say that, that does stand out to me now, now that I think about it, the only one I could think of that does stand out to me is Alexa Bliss. And it's she's just that perfect package of looks, skill I'm not hundred percent sure on. She's very marketable because when you see her face, you want you want to stop. You know what I'm saying? You stop mm-hmm. and you take a pause. Yeah. So I feel like maybe she's the only one that's really, you know, that has that that star power from the new generation right now. The thing with Alexa Bush, though, she, I guess, is having like 
I think it's either back or he's having like a lot of concussions where injuries. Yeah, I heard something about that. And her career is slowly gonna end pretty soon. Pretty pretty yeah. soon. Same thing with like Sasha. You think so? Yeah. It, I get because right now she's in this program with she's tag team the women's tag team titles with uh, Nikki Cross. Okay. And, and she hasn't really been the main focus in the women's division in like maybe a year now. And that's mm-hmm. the reason of that because her injuries that she can't be trusted. Yeah. So let me ask you a question: the injuries. Do you think the injuries are? a lack of skill in wrestling because I know I, I was watching a thing on, on, on YouTube one day, it was a retrospective on her life. And um, which I'm like, wow, really a retrospective. She's only 27 or 28 years old. She's fucking young. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a cheerleader. She was never into wrestling. She only did the wrestling thing. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, because she, an opportunity came up for an audition and she said, okay, I'll try it. And it just worked out for her. Is it, do you think it's that, that lack of real technicality from early childhood? It could or, be, it could be. Yeah. Or you think it's just unfortunate luck? It's just, it's the luck thing. I mean, she, she really does keep good care of herself. If you follow her on Instagram, do, on Twitter, do, actually, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> She 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 really does keep good care of herself. She she's in the gym a lot, like anyone yeah. else. It, oh, it's just girl. it's just the luck. Maybe because she's a small girl, I'm not hundred percent sure. I mean, she, right. what is she like five foot? Right, five foot one. Yeah, I mean, wasn't Trish Stratus like that, like five four or something like that? Yeah, Trish was Sasha small, but Trish Trish was a technician, dude. Yeah, she she got she's one of the lucky ones, Trish, mm-hmm. because uh, she didn't have all that many injuries, is she? Anything no. too? career ending no 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 she 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 got lucky it's just yeah. like other guys like john Cena never really got hurt until like maybe five years i don't know oh, when don't broke, get me started on john cena don't yeah. get me started on sorry sorry <laughs> i can't i can't help it i don't know are you on the are you on the pro john cena bandwagon or the anti-john cena bandwagon i'm on the pro i i don't really are you I, okay i don't mind okay, i respect that I'm okay. Look, I'm okay with the guy. I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the gimmick. Personally, I, I, it, it's cool. It works, obviously. I just, I don't know. There's just something about him. I'm just not, it, like I said, like, I don't know if it's just generational thing or what it is. It just, the, you know what it is to answer my question earlier, my own question is I think around the time that John Cena started to come into the scene is when I started to lose a lot of interest in wrestling. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It, 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 that's what happened to a lot of people, though. If you go on Twitter or if you go on Reddit, you go anywhere, you search, say, what took you out of wrestling? And mm-hmm. John Cena's name is probably 80% of the time you're going to find that's why people... Now, that's what, that's what most people tend to say. Yeah, or it's because of the PG and it's too kiddish now. I, you know, I think maybe that's what it is for me. I, I really think maybe that's what it is because I, when I watched Attitude, let me tell you something. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, my parents weren't strict when it came to letting me watch things. They were okay with me watching R-rated movies, whatever. They, they didn't really, they weren't really bad about that. They weren't strict about it. But I always felt when I would watch Monday Night, you know, Raw is War. Or I'd watch uh, 
what was it? Uh, what was Thursday night? Thunder. Thir- uh, no, what was the other Sunday night heat? Yeah, those it, were my twos. Those are my two favorite shows. And then they had the small stints like Shotgun Saturday Night, stuff uh, like that. Yeah, uh, WCW also had a Saturday Night. I, I if I'm, it was just called. Oh, I was a Nitro guy. I was a Nitro guy and a Raw guy and Heat. Those were my three favorite things to watch. You remember that one time? Everyone's gonna remember this. The empty arena match because we're in during that era right now where through the coronavirus. The yeah. empty arena. You remember that one match with The Rock and Mankind? It was the mm-hmm. heat before one of the Super Bowls, and it was yeah. the empty arena match. Yeah. I'll, I'll always remember that. Yeah, it was definitely. Oh my god, yeah, absolutely. But I, I can't put the blame on John Cena. It, it, I'm not saying it's John Cena per se that is the reason why I stopped watching it. It just I remember him being that. I remember him being the person that came in. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? And I just remember going, eh, like a couple of weeks after that, I don't remember anything about the WWE after that, except a few things I'd, I'd catch from time to time. But I don't know. It, it, it's something that I've always questioned, and I can never give a definitive answer on it when people ask me. It, I, I, I feel your thing with um... – like John Cena, he was on top for how long? I don't know how, how many years. It was like ten years, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were. He was. He was their promotion tool, big time. Like, cause everywhere you go, you see the guy. Not maybe not as much now, but I mean, he's their most. He, he's their he's their biggest marketing that they've had ever, in a long time. Ever since what? You think you're gonna say like Stone Cold The Rock or Hulk Hogan? I'd say Hulk Hogan. I'd say he's right up there with Hulk Hogan. Now, let me ask you, is is he, maybe you, you might know this history. I, I, I'm, I don't think I know. John Cena, has he always been a wrestling guy ever since he was a kid or? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at uh, old home videos of Cena, uh, he, he would always be that wrestling guy with his brother. And when, when he got the chance, of course, he... Yeah. He was a bodybuilder, of course, but then when he got the chance, he he trained, and that was, I believe, in uh, OVW. Uh, okay. I, I, there's another company I just can't remember the name that he also uh, trained at. Right. Okay. See, yeah, I, I I feel like yeah, John Cena. John Cena reminds me a lot of Hulk Hogan, except that John Cena can actually really wrestle from the looks of it, from what I've seen. Because personally, I've never thought I've never been a huge fan of Hulk Hogan. I mean, you know, it's a he he's he's a hell of a he's a hell of a character, hell of a gimmick. But I never felt like Hogan was a strong wrestler. He was amazing at selling himself. That, that's what helped him. He was good on the mic. He was good at selling sell himself. He mm-hmm. he was a marketable guy. He had that face. Yeah. He was in he was in Hollywood, right? show it, oh my god i remember his his movies in the 90s oh my gosh what, what, sherbet, those movies uh what did you call uh sherbet commando or whatever he's called the- yeah there was a show on i think and i think it was on tnt because he was working with tnt um oh my god thunder or something what was it it was a weekly show something thunder midnight thunder i don't know what it's called i'm gonna look this up it's gonna drive me crazy i can't even remember i i know what you're talking about Thunder Paradise. Thunder Paradise. That's what. Oh my God. Thunder Paradise. Was it a show or was it a movie? Yeah, it was a show. It was one season. 
man. Oh, guys, I'm looking right now at some of this cover art and some of these still images. Whew, so 90s. So 90s. Oh, like horribly. Oh, and check this out. It was filmed on Disney property. Of course, of course. Of course. Because, ladies and gentlemen, some people, I, I feel like people forget that, Sean, let them know who who was essentially in charge of WCW. I mean, yes. Ted Turner, right? Ted Turner. But who hosted everything and who provided all the facilities and the weekly tapings? Oh, it was Disney because they did that one um, Hollywood, at Hollywood right. Studios. Am I correct? That's they did. right. Yep. So when WCW started and all the way through almost until the end of the whole thing, a lot of the tapings were at home. Ta- all the all the tapings were home. All the home tapings were done at Hollywood Studios back when Hollywood Studio. Well, not Hollywood Studios. What, what was it called back then? MGM. Disney's MGM. Yeah, MGM. MGM Studios. Back when it was called MGM Studios, it was a genuine, a real working set. It was a theme park, but it was more a working set during that whole weird time period in the nineties. And this was one of the things that they did. And I remember watching them and I'm like, oh, dude, that's 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 Streets of America. And, you know, looking back at it now, a lot of the stuff, they even did a big match in front of the entrance of Hollywood studio of um, MGM Studios. So it, it's just uh, it was interesting for sure. That partnership. And now, I mean, you, you can say like right now, current area. Do you think, because it's going to be brought up a lot, you see it a yeah. lot, is yeah. AEW, AEW, is it almost a clone of WCW? You're going to kill me. I have not seen AE. what is it, AEW? Yeah. AEW, I have not seen it. I've seen little promos on YouTube and on you know Instagram from time to time. I follow Chris Jericho. I think the guy's uh, freaking hilarious. From what I see... That's funny that you say that. That that's it reminds me a lot of that, where it, it seems at least the image they're pro, they're 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 projecting is that it's WCW all over again, where the talent is in charge of the company and they're in charge of their own storylines. I don't know if that's the case, but that's what I get from the promotions. It does remind me a lot of WCW. It's crazy that you say that because a lot of the talent does have creative control. Do they really? Yeah. You can tell. You can tell. Now, is it good creative control or is it you can so here's the thing. Right now, you you look at WWE, you watch it for not even five minutes, you can tell it's a big uh public IPO owned company with big corporate heads coming in and telling everybody what's okay and what's not okay. You know what I'm saying? And Vince, Vince McMahon's kicking back, laughing his ass off, making money, just dealing with whatever changes come as long as the money's good. That's all he cares about versus a W what I've seen is it's the good old days again with the good old boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like the Southern circuit all over again with WCW. Which isn't really a bad thing, though, because I'm, no, okay, there's going to be some people out there that like it. I mean, I, I'm a, I like it. I like AEW. I've been to an event. Um, How is it live? Is it good? It, it's good live. It, it, the one I went to it was uh, before they got the TV deal. It was in uh, Daytona. It was Fighter Fest. It was during a uh, convention for a video game convention. I've, 
CEO game and it's a fight, uh, fighting, you know, the Tekken and all that game t- tournament kind of thing. And right. they had an event with AEW and I, it was good. I enjoyed it. Was it? Now, unless I'm mistaken, is it Cody Rhodes that runs AEW? He's one of them. The main guy, the owner, is a billionaire who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars named Tony Khan. Oh, really? Yeah. What do they film this thing? Is it? Is it? I thought it was in Vegas. Did they get a contract? I heard or something. They they go all over the place, but right, their main like you know how WWE's main is Connecticut, or I mean they do a lot of their main events like in New York, like Brooklyn. But AEW is mostly based out of Jacksonville, Florida, and mm-hmm. their their main events so far have been in Chicago, and have been in um. MG, the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Really? Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm seeing some stills here. I'm trying to look up some some information on AEW, just to kind of verse myself a little bit quickly. Now I'm seeing still here with Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake made the the jump over to AEW. Yeah, he currently. I'm trying to. I'm going to hit you with a name. He was in uh, yeah. WWE one time. His name was. Uh, Lance Archer, I I believe in, I, I think that was his name because he he went to the guy went from WWE, then he got let go, and then he went to to Japan, and he did his thing in Japan, and he's back here in America and now in AEW. Okay. Um, no, I don't think I've ever heard of him. I, I'm trying to remember what he was doing in uh WWE, but I can't I can't mm-hmm. remember. I can't. Yeah, because I'm looking at these like these promo images. I'm just searching through Google Images right now, and it it looks like it literally like I'm looking at a still of Cody Rhodes walking down with some lady in like a bodysuit. I don't know who it is. It's his wife, Brandy Rhodes. Is he? Is yeah. she an African American girl? I I think so. I think she's African. Beautiful. My God, she's gorgeous. Damn. But. What I'm seeing, it it screams Monday Night Nitro. Mm-hmm. It does. It screams Nitro to me. So if I watch this thing today, do you think that's what I'm going to get? Is one hundred percent because really the name? I like that. I like that. The name of the weekly show is Dynamite. Yeah. It's called Dynamite really? Show. Think of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and and I mean, obviously, when Dusty Rhodes was alive, I'm sure Dusty Rhodes was involved. And getting this thing off the ground, I'm assuming. Dad. Sadly, um, when Cody's dad died, Dusty, I think Cody was still a part of the WWE brand. Was he? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's one hell of a legacy right there. Talking about, you know, the roads, you know, the fact that, you know, it's father and son and then his grandfather, right? Yep. You know, it. It's really, it's, it's interesting. Like I'm looking at some of these stills and it, this makes me want to watch an episode right now. You, you, you and I haven't had that feeling to watch wrestling ever in years. You, you got to do it because um, in my opinion, with the whole empty arena thing right now, uh, AEW has been doing it better. They, they're in a smaller set. Like, you know how the perform WWE is doing the performance center. Yeah. They, they, the area right there is, I mean, it's a decent size. But the mm-hmm. what AEW is doing right now is 
it should close shut somewhere. They they ain't gonna tell you where because they don't want anyone trying to get over there. Security reasons, of course. Yeah, so it's a small little like it looks like it's a um a garage or something. It, it's pretty small. It's not really small, but it's, it's small enough that it, it looks good on TV. Okay. Really. So and okay. Huh. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to check this out. I'm definitely going to watch this for sure. So real quick, and I know, guys, I know we've been talking on and on and on about, you know, different things here and there. But one thing we did forget, and, you know, like I said, we're shooting the breeze here. We're going with the flow. I want to backtrack for a minute. We talked about that we're both wrestling fans. Obviously, by now, you guys already know that my taste for for wrestling is rooted in anything you know, 90, probably what, 99 and back, 2000 and back. Yep. Um, and you're more versed into the new stuff, the more current scene as well. Um, but I want the listeners to kind of get a little picture of who we are before we continue on into whatever craziness we're going to talk about. Sean, give them a little bit about yourself. Explain to the people who you are, where you're from, if you want, whatever you want them to know, let them have it. Well, uh, I'm 31 years old, as I said. Um, I originally from Boston, Massachusetts. I, I only say I did not know that you're from you're from Boston, really. Yeah, uh, That's but you I don't I, have the, you don't have the Boston the the, the uh, pronunciation. I wait. I mean, there's sometimes you'll hear out of when I say a word with an, a little R or something, but. I I only say Boston because I live like 20 minutes from Boston in a city called Wynn, which is also okay. close by uh, a city called Salem, Mass, where, you know, Salem Witch Trial. Salem, of course, yeah. Um, I, I lived there my basically my whole life for like 20, 25 years at least. And then wow, okay. I moved here to Florida because, you know, I hate the, I hate the snow. I despise, oh, my God, it's horrible. I despise horrible. snow. Everyone says, oh, I want snow. I love snow. You're lying. The people that say that, the people that haven't experienced it and lived in it, had to shovel the shit every morning. Yeah, and almost crashed their car and almost busted their ass, or literally busted their ass walking. I hated it. It's not all it's chalked up to. People are like, oh my god, snow. I'm like, listen, it's it's not all that cool. It's not. It's fucking annoying. Once you get hit with a blizzard, once you get hit with an ice storm, then you're gonna start crying because ice, ice storms. It, it's almost like you're in a hurricane. I'm not 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 with the wind. Yeah. Part, you lose power. You, and you're cold. Right. Would you rather lose power during a hurricane when it's really warm out, or would you rather lose power in an ice storm when it's really cold? Exactly. Hell no. Hell no. I oh, hate, yeah. Hated it. I mean, that's why I moved okay. down here to Florida. Um, gotcha. My first job was working for the mouse, Disney World. Yeah. Um, where... Uh, I was part of something called a college program. I, I'm yeah. sure you can Google that right now and hear a lot of the news recently what Disney's been doing, but um, we're not going to go on about that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. That, that's for a different time if, if we ever get the chance. Exactly. But exactly. Um, I did that, and I do. I was doing food, and then actually I can't do food anymore. <laughs> I, moved on, I moved on to custodial I, i'm not gonna go on about that but i went to attractions which yeah. was at the magic kingdom and tomorrow right. and that's out. where we met that's where we met yep. and um 
I did everything in Tomorrowland. I shot for Speedway. I didn't care for Speedway. I, I never did that. Yeah, never did it. Ne- never cared about it. Um, and then I worked for Disney for about five years, moved back to Boston, thought that was a bad idea, moved back down to Florida, and now I'm here probably for the rest of my life working for Universal Studios. Oh, really? I didn't know you were working for Universal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. Very nice. Where do you work at Universal? I work at CityWalk. I'm in park services right okay. now. Park services is janitorial work. Okay, cool. Very cool. So, guys, you got a little glimpse into Mr. Sean Prime there. So, guys, real quick about myself. There's, I mean, I don't know where to start. Let's say, so my name is Brian Geraldino, as you guys already know. I'm 32 years old, as I mentioned earlier. And I'm based out of Orlando, Florida. was born in Miami, grew up in Kentucky, came back to Miami, and then I ended up in Orlando. Long story. But... I have been working ever since I've been up here. I worked for Disney for, God, what, five years, six years. Uh, I started out, actually, uh, what did I start out? I started out in foods, and then I worked my way to Main Street, and then I made my way over to Tomorrowland and Attractions, and that's where you and I met and became friends. I'll tell you what, it was always a great time working with you. It was always a good time. I was like, oh, I saw Sean Prime on the, on the um, what the hell, what, what do they call it? Oh, my God. The rotation and i'd be like all right cool i get to be with him hang out talk shit so that's pretty much it and i do run my own um film business uh wedding film business and i do that things right now are really slow obviously with this whole fucking coronavirus nonsense and um yeah that's pretty much it and i also host another podcast that i run with my best friend christian that's pretty much it and i'm a huge like i said huge re- i'd have to say retro wrestling fan Right now, I don't know. AEW might turn me around if, if what you're saying if what you're saying is going to be accurate. Then you know tides might be changing here soon. We'll see. You're gonna become a big fan. Trust me, it, you're gonna like it a lot. Look, man, I'll tell you what. I went. I think it was what a year and a half ago, maybe two years, not even. I took a, a friend of my, a buddy of mine to uh, see a taping of NXT. In um, what the hell do they film that damn thing? Is it uh, full Sanford, right? Yeah, uh, full full, it's in uh, Winter Park, Florida. Winter Park, yeah. Now, I don't think this one was in full sale itself. This one wasn't in full sale, it was, I thought it was going to be in full sale, but it was like another auditorium. It was this really small thing. Okay, I don't know what I think you went to a live event where it was, yeah, probably a non tape. It was because they they tape a lot in Lakeland, Orlando. Um, right. I, I, I'm trying to think of all the cities, but Lakeland and Orlando, it was like municipal center, like some sort of little center. It was like in the center of the t- of like the downtown area. I'll tell you what, it wasn't bad. It was not bad. It was cool being there live and having got because I was like, you know what, if I'm gonna see this shit, I might as well get get good fucking seats, and I got front row seats, and it was fucking awesome. If no one's ever been to a wrestling event, they need to do it because my first wrestling event was a WWE event, of course. It was the Royal Rumble. It was the one when Brock Lesnar won. And also that night, it was another match everyone calls one of the greatest, maybe greatest matches in Royal Rumble history. I, I'm only going to say Royal Rumble because there's a lot of great matches in history, but in Royal Rumble history, it was Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. Oh, that was so good. I remember that. That was so good. 
one of the one of the greatest matches I've ever seen live. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I would say, man, yeah, definitely. If you've never, if you've never experienced, even if you're not a fan of wrestling, which I don't know why the hell you're listening to this fucking podcast. Um, even if you're not a fan of wrestling, if someone gives you the opportunity and says, "Listen, come with me." Your ticket's paid for. You don't have to worry about paying for anything. Just come hang out with me. I just want someone to keep me company so I'm not by myself, right? It will be an interesting, I'll tell you that much, because for an outsider, for if someone's an outsider who's not into wrestling, it's it's a shock because the fans, I think just the fans alone, man, because I'll tell you what, that night that I went to that NXT live event, there was some fans, and man, dude, they were hardcore. There was like three people that were super, super hardcore. You could tell that they go to every every taping, every live event, every fucking thing, because like every wrestler knew them. Oh, yeah. Every wrestler knew them. Like they every every time someone came out, they would always give them attention. I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers. And dude, they would lose their shit. I've never seen that before. They would fucking lose it. And I'm like, oh my God. You all right over there, buddy? Take a deep breath. It's cool, but goddamn, like, I mean, screaming and just like, there's a point where the entire audience would look over and would be like, oh my gosh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up. Stop, stop stealing the spotlight. Let them, the spotlight's on the ring, not on you. Yep. Like, literally, there's, there's a couple guys that literally go to every NHT event. I see it on Twitter because I, I I used to go to a lot of the tapings at Fulcher University, and I right. would always see the same people. And there's always a, really one or two people that always stood out because they always get the same seat, sit in yeah. the front row, and the fans would always interact with them. Yeah, always. I meant the fans. I meant the rest of this. Well, you know what I mean. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And and and, I, and here's the thing. I'm not knocking it. You know, you be a fan. How whatever. Being a fan. It means loving what you're into and, and really loving it. And that's perfectly cool. It was just a shock to my senses, to my system um, to see that because I had never experienced that at a live, at a live event because my first ever wrestling uh, event was, man, dude, I must've been fifth grade. Yeah. Fifth grade. My dad took me to see a taping of Monday night raw was it? Yeah, it was Monday Night Raw, and they were they recorded Sunday Night Heat and Monday Night Raw. Mind you, I'm in fifth grade. I think this shit's basically real, right? You know, you're at that age where you think it's real. Um, you 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 swear that it's live, right? I don't know if you thought that was live when you were a kid. I did. I did. I, I did. And and it was a shock to my system to walk in, and all of a sudden see the heat banners, and I'm like, wait. I thought my dad brought me to a, not that I wasn't grateful that my dad, when, you know, I love my parents, they struggled a lot when I was a kid financially. So this was a rare treat and a rare opportunity for me. And I relished every second of it. It's one of my favorite memories as a kid, but it was a shock to my system to walk in and go, why the fuck is heat? Why are there, why are there heat banners everywhere? What? What? What's going on? Like as a kid, I was like, this isn't what I want to see. I want to see raw. I thought I was coming to see raw. That's what we got tickets for. And then when this, when, and don't get me wrong, I had a great fucking time. I had my poster board being a fan of stone cold. I was stone cold all the way. I didn't give a shit whether he was baby faced or, I mean, he was, he was a heel always, but you know, if they tried to kind of baby face him or make him a little bit more, you know, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I was all, I was right there with them. I didn't go fuck. Stone Cold could do no wrong in my eyes, and it was awesome. And then they take their break, and all of a sudden they start breaking things down, and they start building back up, and it's Monday Night Raw. And I was like, oh, that's that was the moment where I was like, this is amazing, but this shit's fake. <laughs> it was the Santa Claus moment for me. I was like, oh, hmm, what everybody's been saying, uh, it's true. So I guess it ain't real. <laughs> I'm surprised because uh, around the time when I found out, you know, it was fake, around the time Vader had that incident where he, I think he got fired from the company, from WWE, and he went on to a, a news or interview. He, he did an interview somewhere, and he said wrestling is fake. And that's where... He broke kayfabe? He broke kayfabe. He broke it. Oh. Yeah, and then I watched this other special on television. It was on one of the local networks, and it, it exposed wrestling. And I was like, okay. And it's okay. And you know what? At the end of the day, I, it's okay, but I am a true blood, true blooded, you know, pure blooded believer in the kayfabe from especially growing up, you know, during the Monday Night Wars. Kayfabe was amazing. WCW, I'm, both sides were amazing, but to me, WCW did the greatest kayfabe ever with the NWO angle. They did some crazy shit when kayfabe, and I and I believed every second of it, dude. Oh, when when something would go wrong, when dude, when Sting turned heel, I fucking got pissed. I was in shock, like I literally was in shock. It, so it, you know, it sucks to hear that someone would out, you know, break kayfabe because for those that love it, they don't want that illusion broken. You know what I mean? Especially the kids these days. I know, yeah. like, recently. Recently. Because they haven't really done a match like this in a while. There's a match at WrestleMania. We'll get into that a little later. But there's a match, AJ Styles versus The Undertaker, and a Boneyard match where you had to bury your opponent alive to win. Yeah. And AJ Styles lost. And was this the, um, I'm sorry, was this the WrestleMania one? Yeah. Okay. And AJ Styles lost, and AJ Styles got buried alive. I am sure, 100% sure, there's kids out there that thought that was real. Of course. Dude, when The Undertaker would do the Buried Alive matches, I used to think that when, listen, now now we're really jumping in a time machine and we're going really far back. And we're going back to the 90s when you had Purple Gloved, you know, Undertaker would come out with Paul Bearer and they would do the urn thing and they would bury the person and it was super creepy as a kid and I, the undertaker scared the shit out of me. And then Paul bear freaked me out. And I was like, damn, he really fucking killed somebody tonight. You know, you believe it. That's, you remember, um, there was a feud. I mean, it happened twice. Kane did it. Randy Orton did it when they had that casket match and Kane yeah. put undertaker in the casket, locked him in the casket and then burned the casket yeah. around yeah. that time. Around that time, I thought that was real. Like, how the fuck did he get Me out too. of there? How did Me he too. get out of there? I'm like, oh my god, the Undertaker's dead! No! And two weeks later, <gasps> what? Taker's back. Taker's well, back. He he didn't uh, he didn't come back. I think around that time. Oh fuck! That was around WrestleMania 14. So yeah, he can. Mm-hmm. They did that at the Royal Rumble, and then right. you didn't really hear anything from Undertaker for a while until they started doing uh, mind games. To Kane, next one I take used to do mind games all the time, and right. and then he came back at WrestleMania 14, and 
Yeah. Beat Kane. Yeah. 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 Man, let me tell you something. And, and, you know, we're, we're going all over the place here, obviously, you know, we're just having a good time. We're enjoying our conversation. I tell you what, even though I'm not a big wrestling fan of the new stuff, any opportunity I ever get to have a conversation about wrestling and especially when I get to go back to my, you know, my time of wrestling, which was the Monday night war era is it's always fun. So we're, I'm definitely having a good time right now, man, for sure. Oh yeah. I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I don't really get many friends who would want to do a podcast because you know how there's a lot of people who listen to podcasts and yeah, uh, it's a very competitive scene. It's very competitive. There's mm-hmm. a lot of it is out there. It really is. You you got to stand out to be you know exactly. someone to listen to you. Absolutely. So, you know, there's some people have gimmicks on their um, podcast. Are you if you're a top guy like we've already mentioned, Chris Jericho, Stone Cold, Jim right. Ryan. You know, you mentioned oh Eric, man, Eric. Stone Cold podcast is so good. Yeah. I don't really listen. The only podcast, okay, other than Shalom Monster and Sam Roberts, I also listen to a guy named Cole Cabana. Um, he had a pod, He still has a podcast called Art of Wrestling, and then he used to do interviews with uh, different wrestlers. And that's okay. what I used to listen to all the damn time. And then he, yeah. then he gave that up. Now he's just doing podcasts about his life. And really, it's not. I haven't really listened to it ever since. But mm-hmm. like. I used to be really into Coca Vanish podcast. Like, okay. I think that's literally the first podcast I ever listened to is Coca Vanna. Really, dude? I'm telling you, if you get the opportunity, definitely, 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 definitely try out 83 weeks. It is awesome. I know you're not a WCW guy, but just to hear some of the stuff that goes on. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty cool if you remember anything of WCW it'll be interesting to see that for sure I'm gonna check it out I I, I was looking through podcast earlier and uh, that, that one did pop up yeah it's definitely good it's 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 definitely a good listen um, but now let me ask you what moving on from these things that we've been talking about and all the old school stuff moving forward into current time what what would you like to talk about first? What, what do we what do we really want to push out there right now? What do we want to well, discuss? Honestly, I mean, it's the current situation in professional wrestling and sports and just life in general with the current, you know, you whatever, Corona. Corona. She's a bitch. She's a bitch. <laughs> For real. I never thought I would live through something like this, a pandemic. Me neither. I've Listen. seen it. I've seen it in the movies. You shit in movies. You yeah. would never in a million years think this shit would happen. Listen, never in my life, guys, never in my life did I ever think that I would see growing adults losing their fucking mind over toilet paper and, and paper towels. Like you go into the supermarket, toilet paper is gone. And you go down the aisle, pasta is gone. And you go down the aisle, water is gone. I'm like, what are they doing? Why are they, like, they, what do they think is going to happen? Because people are hoard shopping. People are emotional shopping. Then there's people who go, oh, well, they're buying a lot of shit. So maybe I should get some stuff just so I don't run out of stuff. And then you've got the ones who just hoard everything. And you know, it's fucking crazy times. I've been out of work for a month now. I'm not fired. Like a universe, if you you can Google it, universe. I'm not furloughed either. Uh, I'm still getting paid, and I'll be okay. being, being paid all the way to May 31st. Good. 
Because that's how long university will be staying closed. I've been out of work for a month, and I'm going to be out of work for another month. It's fucking crazy. It, look, I don't want to get into the politics of anything because that's not what we're here to do. And I'm not here to take sides politically or any of that shit. But all I'm going to say is this. This is a result of stu- stupid decisions being made by people in power who sh- who know better, who think they know better, but they don't know better. And this is the repercussions of being arrogant and cocky and thinking that nothing like this would ever happen in history if you you can i mean again we don't want to go this should not be happening you you can read a couple articles that donald trump knew about this for a while and didn't do anything about it it's it's when you cut the budget on your on your federal funding for your fucking um what's it called disease control stuff that's what happens Mm -hmm. when you do dumb decisions and look what happened it that's it it it's it, it just fucking it, it's just crazy like uh like in my county i live in osceola county here in um florida which is Kissimmee area You're osceola? okay um, they're gonna implement in a you have to wear a mask every time you go out start next week anywhere right. in public public space it's fucking crazy. Never in a million years did I think that I'd have to go about my daily life looking like Michael Jackson. It's so weird. And look, it's so odd. Look, look what's happening in the current world. Sports, like there's no baseball, there's no hockey. No, of course, football is right now it's not going on anyway. But like no. basketball, and look at wrestling. Wrestling's still going on, but in empty, empty arenas, no fans. And to me, I. I want to try to enjoy it, but it's really hard to enjoy wrestling when there's no fans. Oh, dude, I'll tell you what. I'm glad that you hit on that right now because I wanted to I wanted to mention that as you were saying, I'm about to say that. I have this to say. I get what WWE is doing. I, I don't know if AEW is doing it, if I don't know if the other the guys, other guys are doing it too. But what I saw on YouTube of WWE's recap of WrestleMania is a stark, stark reminder that wrestling and live sporting events of any kind do not give you the excitement that you would have if you had a full stadium or a full arena, whatever you want to call it, versus what WWE did with WrestleMania. And because it, there's no energy. It feels fake as shit. It feels super yeah. scripted. Mm-hmm. It it's just it's not there's no rawness to it with the with the crowd reactions. It it was awkward. Like I'm just like, mm, that's nice. Oh look, he threw himself. Oh, he's mad with him. Oh, he's mad with that guy. Oh, he double crossed that guy. That's nice. It, it, it's like it's literally a stage performance. It's it's um, maybe I'm wrong for saying this, and, and I don't know how you may feel about this. I want your input on this. It felt sad. It did. It, it did. It felt sad, and it felt forced and unnecessary. Why didn't we just say, "Hey, you know what? Let's take our losses like everybody else. We're, we're not going to do a WrestleMania this year because the real WrestleMania can only happen with the live audience. Mm-hmm. We have to stick to our guns." And they didn't. I don't understand why. It, it's Vince McMahon that. He could have he could have postponed it. 
could have postponed it. Do you really think it was him or do you think it was the people? Because everyone, I think everyone tends to forget. Yes, Vincent Man is the face of the company. Yes, he's the guy who built this empire. But now that the company's offered has been offered up as a publicly traded company, you have corporate bigwigs coming in and going, um, yeah, I get what you want to do. But in my experience as a businessman who knows nothing about wrestling and nothing about live sports entertainment, this is what you should do. And this is going to work because why? Because this is what the test, the test, the test and the ratings say. Mm-hmm. It, it's all about the ratings. It's all, it's all about trying to get people to buy WWE Network. It's, it, it's about- Dude, I tried that. I, I, I didn't care for it. I don't like the UI. I, I can't find anything whenever I want to find it right away. Oh, it, it, it's gotten better, honestly. Has it? Yeah, it's gotten way, way better. They, they I find- got so frustrated. I was like, I'm done with this shit because I can't find what I want. Yeah, now, now you can find it pretty easily. Yeah, okay. But, um... Man, like we'll go right into like WrestleMania right now. Um, sure, sure. Like that, a lot of people were like, oh, it, it should have been postponed. Yeah, but honestly, the matches really weren't that bad. A lot of the, like night one, night one for instance. I'll go through. Okay. I'll go through the card. Go through the results sure. real quick. Night one, there's a pre-show match with Cesaro and Drew. How much did he wrong? Drew Gulak, and it was it, it, it was pretty good. Um, and then matches like like I said earlier, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, who defeated the Kabuki Warriors, which is Asuka and um, God, and her tag. She has a tag team partner. I just whatever reason I can't remember her name. Right. Uh, and then, wait, who? Alexa. Uh, uh, yeah, Alexa Bliss and Nick, Nikki Cross. Uh, Nikki Cross. Uh huh. And they defeated the Kabuki Warriors, which is Asuka okay. and um. Another Japanese wrestler. I, just, I don't know why I can't remember her name off the top of my head. <laughs> but they, they, I like your wish Nikki Crush won the women's tag titles. And, and of course, because they they're, uh, you know, they're, you, you can tell they're there. That's Wrestle, that's not WrestleMania. That's WWE's, um, their big push, I feel like, right now, is those yeah. two girls. Yeah, they they love Alexa Bliss, like you said, and Nikki Crush. Shit, I love Alexa Bliss. Who doesn't? Come on now. I, 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 I can't deny that. Hmm. And then, I mean, there's matches like Elias, the guy who plays the guitar, everyone knows, against King Corbin. What the fuck was that all about? It was just a random match, honestly. They just do random matches into WrestleMania because... Boneyard match and then like the... The, the, the Firefly Funhouse. With John. Like, what the fuck? What are they trying to... like? It was like this weird like cinema thing. And it, The Boneyard match was pretty good. Okay, I ain't going to put that down. That was fun. That's though. what I've heard. That was fun to watch. And the Firefly Funhouse was more like a Firefly Funhouse segment where okay. it was just, it, it was entertaining. And then it ended with uh, the Fiend hitting the Mandible Claw on John Cena and winning the match. If you wanted to call Wait, who the Mandible Claw? Uh, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Really? And then, of course, oh, you know. Okay. I'm seeing the pictures now. And in, in the past, you know, Mankind did the Mandible Claw. Or Mr. Shaco, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, actually, I'm not going to really run down because everyone who watches this probably watch WrestleMania, but I'll, I'll give you like the certain like standouts, like Becky Lynch versus Shannon Baszler. Uh, it was for the women's title, Raw women's title. And they were pushing Shannon Baszler pretty hard because she won the Elimination Chamber the month before and she dominated it. She eliminated five women 
and literally right. and literally like three minutes. Really? And they made her like a beast, better than Ronda Rousey, because Shayna Baszler is a cage fighter from the MMA, UFC. I feel um, like the whole Ronda Rousey thing was a disaster. It could have been better. Uh, we'll get on to Ronda Rousey, because she, she also mentioned something maybe a week ago, maybe a, a few days ago, about something about WWE, which you'll bring up soon. Um, right. But yeah, Becky Lynch defeated Shayna Baszler. That kind of threw me yeah. off, because I thought they were pushing Shayna Baszler to the top and they're going to make her like the Brock Lesnar of the women's division. Nope. Right. Didn't happen. Really? Becky Lynch won. And Becky Lynch has been a champion for over a year now. Right. Crazy to me. Um, Absolutely. And then uh, that same night, Braun Strowman defeated Goldberg for the Universal Championship. I'm not a big fan. Someone beat Goldberg? Really? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Braun Strowman. And the reason okay. why Braun Strowman was in that spot is because Roman Reigns didn't want to travel for WrestleMania because, you know, you can, you know, if you've been watching wrestling, the Roman Reigns has battled leukemia, at least right? Three, three, right. three times in his life, so he 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 gets sick, he's done. He he'll die. Now this this may be. I'm sorry, I don't mean to stop you. The Roman Reigns thing, the, the cancer, it's, it's a legitimate thing, right? It's not a fucking angle. They wouldn't, I don't think WWE would be that fucking stupid. No, no, no. Right? It, it's real. It's real. He really had leukemia. Okay. Okay. I was like, man, I, I couldn't see WWE really going that route now that they're corporate, you know, they're owned by corporate entities. They were know, really- back in era, I would have seen them. I would have seen them doing that shit every, you saw them doing crazy shit like that every week. Yep. Back in the day. Yep, yep. Okay. Not, yeah, not yet. It, it, it's real. Roman Reigns really had leukemia. Okay. Um, but Braun Strowman wouldn't have been in that position if it wasn't for Roman, Roman Reigns backing out of WrestleMania. So it would have been Roman Reigns defeating Goldberg for the universal mm-hmm. title, and Roman Reigns would be holding the title right now. But now Braun right. Strowman got fed hair. We need someone to replace Roman Reigns. Here you go. And he defeated Goldberg. Now, yeah. people can talk about this, but would Braun Strowman ever win the title if it was for this current time, the coronavirus, Roman Reigns backing out? I, to me, Braun Strowman would have never won the title. Never, never, never won the title. He's a big, he's a big man. He's strong. He, he's kind of over with the fans, but I feel like he would never win the title. That's my honest opinion. Right. Really? Okay. Now I'm surprised that you that Goldberg even had a match. I didn't know Goldberg was still going. I thought he was done. Yeah, he he beat Bray Wyatt, the Fiend character. The Fiend character, um, for a while was unstoppable. Nobody could beat him. No one really could get him down for a two count. He was like, so was that same gimmick? Yeah, it was like remember when Kane first came as a monster and no one could oh, no him. beat him. Nobody. It was Jackie like that, but. Okay. Now the fiend was like that, but Goldberg beat him in Saudi Arabia. Really? And you know how? Again, I'm not gonna go into Saudi Arabia thing because I can go on for a big rant about that. But it's all about yeah. blood money. You know, when I say blood money, it's like here's a lot of money, millions of dollars, put on an event for us, and yeah. uh, do what we want. And that's what they did. They did what they want. Wait, what is this that we're talking about? It, WWE does. Like two, maybe three events in Saudi Arabia a year, once every year. And I'm sure 
they make a killing from millions. They pay rush like they want Undertaker on, on that event. They Saudi Arabia will give them here's five million. Pay the Undertaker five million to do this. Pay Goldberg this much money to do this. Like they did one year. Remember when, like I said, Shawn Michaels been retired last year. Yeah. They did a match. Shawn Michaels came back out of retirement. He tagged with Triple H to face Undertaker. And uh, yes, because of money. Because of money. Damn, that much money for a for one day's wrestling? And that match is horrible. You can go on a network and watch it. Triple H got hurt in that match. So it was Shawn Michaels by himself against Undertaker and Kane. And Undertaker... Doesn't that look bad, especially when one of your superstars is part of the... Isn't he part of the Performance Center? Yeah. It's like, doesn't that... When you go back to your students, it's like, mm, how are you going to look at them? You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, you walked out of there fucking loaded, mm-hmm. but... Can you really walk in and look at your students and be like, hey, this is what you need to do to not get hurt. But hey, look at what I just did. And I just got fucked up. You know, that's just the way I see things sometimes. I I look at things very analytically sometimes. It it was just terrible. And I'm not going to go on about Shadi Arabia. People people can have their two cents about that too. It it, It irks me what WWE does for money. Yeah, uh, like we we just said, Braun Strowman beat Goldberg. Goldberg yeah. is probably done for a while again. He'll he'll be back. Probably have a match of some Roman Reigns again because they really want to have that match. Spare versus right. spare. That's what they were booking right. it as. Of course. Um, and then uh, I'm going to say one of the standout matches. If you want to go back and watch, is uh, there's a ladder match for the tag titles. It was on John Morrison, who's returned to the company, who is a champion okay. with Miz. But the thing with this match, Miz uh, didn't want to travel either. So Miz, or I th- either he didn't want to travel or he didn't want to be on the WrestleMania card. I don't know how it went about, but it was just basically John Morrison versus Jimmy Uso versus K- Kofi Kingston for the tag titles in a ladder match. And okay. you, you would think, oh, there's no fans. There's no way this ladder match looked good. It it still looked good. They did good spots. It was really yeah. really fun to watch, and right. um, it had John Morrison walking out with the victory in a a little nice way to end it, where they're all fighting for the belt, and uh, John Morrison fell and he brought the belts with him. So yeah. it, it was a good way to end the match, and to okay. me that was probably one of the standout matches of the. Um, of the weekend because there was two nights, um, right? And now also on night one, we've already mentioned about the buried alive match, which mm-hmm. called the boneyard match, which is right. Taker versus AJ Styles, and a, like you would describe it as like a movie production kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to describe, but it it was different, and uh, yeah, it was it was really really fun to watch in my opinion. Can this different and fun succeed? It could year after year. Like, let's say, look, we. I don't want to be all pessimistic and shit. You know what I mean? I, but, but I can't help but notice this: that people are so stubborn with this whole thing, dude. With this whole coronavirus shit, is I. It, I can't help but think like this is I. I don't want it to obviously, but I feel just from seeing how people are behaving in public. 
this thing ain't going to stop because people are so stubborn. And, you know, what if this does go on for months and months, unfortunately? In your honest opinion, right now, I'm going to hit you with this. How long is this coronavirus thing, this social distancing, this quarantine thing going to last? In your honest opinion. Just from personal experience, dude? At least an, at least a year. Really? You think a year? I think a year for us to get back to the normal 100% normal. I think what's going to happen because people are, look, it's just simple. You go out in public, right? You go out to get some groceries. What do you see people doing? Even those places are limiting how many people can come in and whatnot. Mm -hmm. People are on top of each other. No one, when you're walking by someone, nobody keeps at least a six foot distance. You hear people coughing. They don't cover their mouth. Okay. Yeah. You closed your mouth. But hey, guess what, dumbass? Closing your mouth isn't going to do, you know, just keeping your mouth closed isn't going to keep all those particles out of your, you know, keep them in your mouth. They're going to come out. That's why you use your hand to push away the rest back to yourself. Exactly. And you ask someone, hey, you know, can you back? Hey, man, I'm really sorry. I know we're all learning. Can you mind backing up just a little bit, man, just for your sake and my sake? Because I don't know what I have. And, you know, I just don't want, I don't want us to get run, run a chance. You talk to people just like that and they're. They fucking flip out and it's like, yo, dumbass, what are you doing? Sorry, I get passionate about it because it's so simple what we need to do to stop this thing. But no one is doing those simple things. Not enough people are. Exactly. It's crazy because a lot of businesses are closing and a lot of business businesses, local businesses aren't going to recover from this. No. You're going to... Look, as a movie guy, as a movie person, you know, with my movie podcast, I talked about this with my best friend Christian um, extensively, is I predicted this thing. Dude, I'm telling you, I've been predicting it. Not that it's a good thing. I have something I'm boasting about because it sucks. But I've been predicting it for years and years, and I've been pred- predicting on the podcast before this whole corona thing went down, that the movie theater industry is on a massive – it's on its way out very soon. And I think this just accelerated it because now AMC is broke as shit. They're about to file Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yeah, and sadly, it's it it's gonna kill. It, it, we're gonna keep getting digital stuff now forever. I mean, there's no way AMC can recover from this. There's no way any movie theater can recover from this. No. No way. The only way I could see them bouncing back is if the studios got together and said, like Disney, Paramount, you know, all the big Sony, all the big companies got together and said, look, it's not in anyone's interest for the theater company to go out of business because that's how we make a billion plus dollars a movie on top of our home box office. Right. Mm hmm it wouldn't be in their best interest. So I think the only way I can see everyone getting out of the safely in terms of the big movie theaters, the big chains is the, the movie theaters bailing out. I mean, the studios bailing out the movie theaters. It's the only way I could see it working. Honestly, it could, if it's not, if, it, if not that, then they're done. It's going to have to happen like that. Cause a lot of the movie studios are going to want people to see their movies in, theaters a lot of movies right. are made for theaters like current, current movies 1917 great oh movie great movie yeah. um phenomenal that's a movie for in the, in the theaters like a quiet oh, yeah. a quiet place star wars films star wars films. Yeah. anything like not anything i mean there's some movies that not really made for movie theaters but like anything in those big budget 
action films are made yeah. for movie theaters. Right. Absolutely. And Absolutely. This whole it's a communal experience. It's it's meant something like Endgame, where it's a theater full of grown ass men at a thir- at a at a Thursday night screening, right at twelve o'clock at night, and you have a theater packed full of grown nerdy men crying and not caring that they're crying multiple times. Yeah, you know, it's an experience, and it's and, and it's it's something to remember. But but here's the thing, let's say that let's say you know, and this is not just for movie theaters this is for for wwe for fuck what, what else everything's all other sports um live events concerts uh hell restaurants after all this is over and the 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 amount of stress this has caused everyone and and and, and how intense this has been do you really think even after everything opens back up and we do go back to normal that people will want to, there's another word I can think for, congregate in massive groups. Probably not. It, honestly, like concert. what I don't want to. Concert and all that is not going to happen. No. Because I don't know who the fuck, hey, I don't know you, not you personally, Sean, but, you know, let's say, you know, let's say you come along to the movies with us one day and you come, you know, you join us on our podcast, which we would love to have you on our podcast as a guest host. Um, you come with us and, you know, we say, you know what? do we really want to go to the movies? Because I know you, Sean, and I know you're going to be honest with me. If you're sick, you're not going to lie to me because mm-hmm. I know you, I, I trust you enough. To, I've known you long enough to know that you're not going to bullshit me. No. And Christian isn't going to bullshit me either. We're not going to go and get each other sick. But no. what about Tweedledee on the far right end and Tweedledum on the far left end of either side of us who are sick or what if they're not sick? You know, you I'm, I'll tell you what, I, I'm pretty sure people are not going to go back to normalcy even after this whole thing finally passes. People are going to be too scared to want to group with others that they don't know. There's one thing I'm going to bring up. Uh, there's a TV show. It's, it's not on anymore. It was on Stars. It's called Counterpart. It has J.K. Simmons. The guy, uh, he played uh, J. Jonah Jameson in those oh, films. Great actor. Um, it could take, uh, I'm gonna say contagion because that was in my mind, but uh, counterpart, yeah, it, it's like there's two worlds in uh, two, two, two different JK Simmons characters who are the same person, same everything, and there's one in one world and another in another world, and then the one in another world is in a world that had a pandemic, and that pandemic change them and you notice every time they walk in the street there is a sanitizer station where they put their hands in and they sanitize their hands and there are a lot of people wearing a mask and they don't shake hands anymore what's the show called it's called counterpart it's on uh amazon prime can you do me a favor text that to me so because i want to see that like that that calls my attention as much as i shouldn't watch that right now because it's going to fucking make me paranoid yeah you're going to see that the the whole show is about uh, it's a spy show kind of like james bond blah 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 it but when they go into a different world you see different like how a pandemic changes changes your world i'll tell you right now i believe that the old way of saying of saying hello of greeting someone is gone. No, the handshake, it's gone. It's antiquated. It's ancient. Because if you think about it, do you know what the handshake evolved from? Why it came to be? No, I, I never really looked into that. 
I looked into it. What it what it is? The handshake evolved from medieval from from olden times, from medieval times, and you know, back when people had weapons. So what people would do is, let's say, I'm a warring country, you're a warring country, or we're just neighbors, but I don't, I I don't have a relationship with you. You don't have a relationship with me. But even still, I, I don't know if I should trust you, even if I know you. Well, okay, I'm gonna sit down and talk to you. I'm gonna speak to you. But before we speak, here's what we're gonna do. You're going to put out your hand to make sure nothing falls out to show me that you have no weapon under you, underneath your, you know, you have nothing hidden. And then I'm going to grab your hand and I'm going to shake it as hard as I can to make sure nothing falls out that you're hiding a weapon that could potentially kill me or someone else. That's where the handshake evolved from. Okay. So it's it antiquated. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's antiquated. I can tell I you, don't think it's coming back. I can tell you this, that after the, all this, forever on, for the rest of my life, I'm not shaking anyone's hand anymore. No, me And you know what? If somebody wants to get offended, you know what? You can go fuck yourself. Right? Simple. Yeah. Because I, look, I naturally have a low immune system. That's just always, I've been seven little kid. I get sick easily. The last thing I need is to catch this shit. No, because a lot of people like my, myself, I, I feel, and I'm not, I don't want it, but my immune system isn't that bad. I don't get sick that much, but it don't matter. This, this can ruin me. They can ruin anybody. And I, and I'm not you know, trying to. There's perfectly healthy people around the world that are literally dying. Like people that were like, no, they were perfectly healthy and everything was fine. And then they just croaked once they got the virus. Yeah. They were healthy and young. It, it kills, it, it's an upper respiratory infection. Yeah, man. It's gonna, anything's possible with that. Yeah. Cats right. die from it easily. Dogs die from it easily. Like, yeah. and it's gonna kill us. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's not to put a damper on the podcast. It's just, you know, it, it's the reality of it. Yeah, I don't, and the thing is, you know, going back to this whole thing, you know, do we, do we really, do we really see ourselves going to these events? Do we really want to go and spend you know, pay, you know, Ticketmaster or, you know, whatever fucking vendor sells tickets, $200, $300 for overpriced tickets for something that should not cost that much, right? And risk getting sick. No, because it's going to hurt everybody. It's going to hurt conscious. It's going to hurt wrestling. It's going to hurt WWE, AEW, everybody. My business. I have a wedding business that I started last year, and things have been picking up slowly. And of course, when things pick up, boom, roadblock, massive roadblock, understandable, but massive roadblock. Look, before this even got to its peak here, I had a wedding, right? Or I was filming a wedding, and it was a it was a party of a hundred. It was a wedding party of like over a hundred people. Um, nice location. They're supposed to have twelve servers. For 120, about 115 guest lists. Guess how many servers showed up? Zero. Two servers and the person in charge, and that was it, and the bartenders. No one came because they were afraid to come in, to being closed with that many people. Oh, my God. Imagine, so the implications of that for my business. So I'm trying to stay as calm as I can and as relaxed and, you know, optimistic, but I can't help but real you know see what's happening in reality the way people are being that you know we could be done talking about this shit tomorrow in, in a month i think we could all be done the entire world 
and it can be a, a, a distant but important memory to learn from. Mm -hmm. If we all just said, you know what, all the government stepped in and, and, and I'm not trying to get too, you know, crazy with it, but if it's, I think it's a reality, if the, all the government stepped in, right. And said of the world and said, look, nobody owes anything, anything. We're not going to tax anybody. We're not going to make you pay anything. If you have a house, if you rent a place, if you have whatever you have to your name, wherever you live, whatever it is, we're going to pardon the entire country, the entire world. It's crazy, but we part the, every country takes it amongst themselves to say, we're going to pardon everybody. The only condition is that everyone has to stay in their house for one month, starting on this date, the entire world goes on lockdown. Ah, shit. The entire world goes on lockdown. You have until this date to buy all your groceries. You have until this date to stock up. Only on certain days would you be allowed to go shopping. It'll be based on your um, on your on something, whether it's your birth date or or you know your last name or your address, whatever. It's a lottery, and then based on that, you get to go to the grocery store that one day of the week and restock during the month thing. So you get once a week to go. One person gets to go. And that's it. We do this for a year. I mean, for a month. And it'll taper off. Look at what's happening in some of the countries. It's starting to taper off. Is that, what, if we, is that what they did in certain countries? For the most part, that's what they did in China. And apparently it worked. You know, the, the country, the problem is this country is too stubborn. I love my country. This country is too stubborn to say, you know what? Let's just shut everything down. You know, it, money is the biggest corruptor and money is corrupting this country really bad right now because all we have to do is say, you know what, everybody, just don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the money. The entire world just goes, you know what, uh, two weeks to a month, everybody just has to stay home. If you step out your house, well, guess what? You're going to get penalized and you're going to get to have to pay a fee. And guess what? How are you going to pay that fee if you don't have the money to pay it? You're gonna you know, jail. go to jail. So I think that's the only real way. It's, I know it's dramatic. I know it's intense. I know it's really, really radical and controversial, but I think it's the only way. You know? Who knows? I'm not a fucking disease expert, but I think that's the only real way that this thing will be over. Because, dude, this shit's going to keep going and going if, if people don't fucking just stop acting stupid. Yeah, because they talk about the curve, and that curve is never going to straighten out if mm -mm. we don't straighten out what is it here, the thing that agitates me the most is this what does it mean florida locks down but then georgia's open right mm -hmm. but then tennessee's closed and they're on lockdown well guess what now we're gonna go from lockdown to no lockdown in a month supposedly then what about when georgia goes you know into lockdown then what the people in florida are gonna my people in florida are gonna eventually make the, are gonna make their way to georgia during that time, they're going to get other people sick. And it's just going to be a vicious cycle over and over and over. It, Crazy. It'll never end until we're shaping up and change rules and do different things. You'll see in the, in the show Counterpart when I talk about that. It, they do different rules there that they should and put into our world, honestly. But the problem is people are too sensitive and too too proud to 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 follow those things because they're too drastic for some people. Mm -hmm. 
if you told me tomorrow, hey, look, Brian, um, starting tomorrow, handshakes are illegal. Hugs longer than this many seconds are illegal. If you're sick, it's illegal to be out on the street. Okay, cool. Guess what? I'm giving away some of my civil liberties, but at the same time, I'm also gaining more potential to live longer, God willing. Mm-hmm. You know, but people don't see it like that. You know what I'm saying? People are not going to see it like that. Look at, you know, okay, now I'm getting political and I'm going to stop. Look at what happened with Bernie. Everyone gave Bernie shit that his ideas were too radical, too crazy, so it's too socialistic. We're giving away money. The government can't do that. That's not feasible, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, now look at what the government's doing. Literally what his campaign model is, is what they're trying to copy with, you know, the state, the, 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 the country giving people a, a livable, a somewhat livable wage, mm. you know? Now everyone's, you know, now everyone's all of a sudden on, totally open to you know doing all that when six months ago they were giving bernie sanders shit about all this it just shows you how how stubborn people can be and how how close-minded people can be you know it's i don't know i don't know it's crazy this whole fucking thing is crazy it's showing people's true colors in public you know i've seen neighbors at my store that i work at Mm -hmm. I work for Walmart. I've seen neighbors at my store who I thought you, know, you think are really nice or really cool, but then all of a sudden, guess what? I'm telling them they don't have this. They don't recognize me. They don't. Some of them don't know me. They don't recognize. They forget who I am because I look different at work than when I don't. Mm-hmm. Right? Giving me attitude, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, you're, you're gonna tell me I'm a fuck. I'm an. You're gonna give me attitude. You're gonna curse at me. Okay, cool. That's good to know that you're a fucking asshole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's showing people's true colors, unfortunately. And that's what it's going to keep doing that until like probably the rest of our life because this whole COVID-19 coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, is it, it, it changed our our old normal to a new normal. Have you seen Contagion? It's been so long since I've seen it. I watched it. For the first time when this whole thing was starting to go down big mistake by the way <laughs> guys listen unless you're really gut, unless you're really stupid and adventurous like i was don't watch a movie about a pandemic that's especially one that ends up being the most accurate realistic one of all the films guys i apologize if you hear a dog barking in the background it's my dog my wife's coming in you know we're no big production we're just a small little thing here so it was so accurate dude it was so accurate. And then one of the things that they were showing in the film was the only way for you to move about in public after a certain point was if you had a certain um, scan band, like a band, like a fast pass almost, you had to scan to go anywhere. And if you had a certain color, you were not allowed near anything. Okay. I think that's, it's, that's pretty extreme, but I think it will get to that point if this thing doesn't stop. Imagine just going to a supermarket and then checking your uh, temperature or some shit. Like you got an orange. You got an orange band. Sorry, you can't come in. Dude, some stores are doing it now. Some grocery stores are legitimately. Some stores where you go in are literally not just testing the employees. They're testing the the uh, the customer. And if you, have, if you register at a certain temperature, sorry, you got to go. Oh, but I need groceries. Sorry. No, you can't come. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You know, 
it's it's fucking ridiculous. But look, I think we're giving this whole Corona thing too much limelight. Mm-hmm. I don't think it deserves it. In that regard, um, who does deserve the limelight are the heroes, the people behind the scenes, you know, the the, the healthcare workers, the, the people working like myself, you know, working at grocery stores, all, of the, all those people on the front line deserve the spotlight, not this thing. And I think that we eventually, we all need to start turning this attention towards them once this whole thing is over, that these people need to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Showing a genuine gratitude. You know what I'm saying? By the entire world. I agree. Um, just because it, it's it's the right thing to do because they're risking their lives to keep us all safe and fed and cars fueled up, all that stuff. These people need to be recognized. Yeah. Hopefully it'll happen, but you never know. I, mean, I I feel I feel like and this right here like the whole coronavirus thing, um, doctors, paramedics, and anyone who helped out during this whole coronavirus, Disney, Universal, movie theaters, ballparks, stadiums, whatever, should give them free tickets, just one free ticket or whatever, give them something to show thank you, just yeah. give them something. Yeah. Something exactly, yeah, I agree one hundred percent. So moving forward with this, where do we want to continue with this with the WrestleMania? Yeah, so we said the Boneyard match. We've already really talked about how AJ Styles and Undertaker. It was a good match. Mm-hmm. Undertaker defeated AJ uh, from burying him alive. Where you thought AJ was going to win after hitting Undertaker in the back with a shovel, falling into the grave, and then he was about to bury him alive and then there was a lightning bolt or something i forget and undertaker appeared behind aj styles and everything went downhill for aj at that moment and then he, i like that dude by the way aj styles i like that guy he he he's old in age it's kind of crazy to think he's in his 40s and he doesn't look like he doesn't and he's able to move like this, able to perform like this. He's one of the best. Like when it comes to like you talk about people back in the like Ricky Steamboat and Shawn Michaels, and then you go further, and further, you go further and further. AJ Styles has to be in that list. AJ Styles is one of the greatest. One of the greatest. I've never watched him wrestle. I know about him. I, the only reason I know about him because he's got that YouTube channel where he, the Retro Gamer, I think it's what it's called, or something. He goes around like showing off his video games because he's really big into like uh, video gaming, and he goes around like showing off video games and buying new stuff. And he, t- he I, I like the dude. He's like legitimately a cool guy. So, but I haven't never seen him wrestle. He ever. He's one of the best, honestly. Really, one of the best. Okay. Okay. Uh, so he lost against the Undertaker. He, he that means AJ's probably going away for a while. And I'm sure this Undertaker and AJ Styles thing isn't over yet. Usually when it comes to buried alive matches like this, it's not over. So I'm sure AJ will come back face the Undertaker, maybe at next year's WrestleMania, maybe at SummerSlam. Cause yeah, they really need that big event, that really big, big, big event. Cause they couldn't get WrestleMania this year. So why not SummerSlam? Right. If if it's ready to go for SummerSlam, how, when because SummerSlam is going to be in Boston this year. It's not going to be at a stadium. It's going to be at the TD Garden, which is just a regular arena. Um, but okay, they really need to make SummerSlam the big event for make it four, five hours, whatever it's going to be, 
and put SummerSlam. Yeah, and put all the big matches there, and just. Do you think we'll get a live audience? A live audience for SummerSlam? It's gonna be in August. I feel. I have this. I have this good feeling that. I'm gonna say yes. I think so? I'm gonna say yes. Really? Okay. Okay. It's really hard to say because you, you're right. We're not going to go further into coronavirus, but you, you're right how you're saying it's going to take a while for the, the new new, new, the new normal. So it's really hard mm-hmm. to say, but I have a good feeling that SummerSlam will take place in front of a crowd. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. God willing, hopefully. Because that shit without a crowd sucks. I'm just going to say it like it is. It, it, it's cool. It was cool. Some of the stuff that they did for us, it was just, it's not the fucking same. It's it's not the same with that fucking screaming, reacting crowd. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like I feel, I feel like the new normal is we're not gonna have WrestleMania in a big stadium anymore. It's gonna be smaller crowds. They gotta do smaller crowds. Like like the performance. Ticket prices are gonna sky. If they weren't already expensive for WrestleMania and these things, what's a WrestleMania ticket cost since you've been? So, already. Th- 32 and 33 I bought travel packages but if you want to be real if you want to buy a, a, a decent ticket and like yeah it doesn't have to be on the floor but if you want a decent ticket it's gonna be four hundred dollars four four fifty five hundred dollars you can actually see everyone clearly and yeah like you feel like you're somewhere close yeah four hundred dollars for for let's be realistic mediocre seats mm-hmm so just think if we're going to do smaller arenas like something like what they do at like nxt if you're ready to pay a thousand dollars a seat for an exclusive event that's it, what they're going to bill it at it's going to be like a boxing match like you know yeah. boxing match is it's hard to go to because it's a little bit expensive it's going to be like that 100 percent. yeah yeah uh, you're going to have not like they don't always have celebrities come in every year watching it you know, it's always a big thing of theirs to promote it like that. But you'll see, I feel like a lot more like they won't be up in the VIP box seats. They'll be down in the front row. They'll be prom- how UFC does where UFC, you know, when celebrities come and watch it, they don't watch it way in the back up in the fucking, you know, in the box. They, they're front row and center and UFC does that on purpose to show, hey, look who we got. Look at all these people. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it's going to evolve to if this thing doesn't slow down. Hopefully it slows down. Because I can't, I don't know how long I can take this because, like, I'm going to go further. It's why I can't take this because someone like Drew McIntyre, who beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE title, that man worked hard. 19 years, I, I guess that's what he said, 19 years of his life, he, 10 years of fighting, trying to get to the top, getting fired from WWE, man. Right. add into this getting fired from WWE because in the past he was known as the chosen one that, that that's what they gave the name for him he was the chosen one he's going to be a future champion uh drew mcintyre okay i just want to look this guy up because i don't really know any of these people okay so drew mcintyre before he was known as the chosen one he they did a little thing where vince mcmahon signed him himself on smackdown and made him the chosen one and he was going to be okay. a future world champion. Guess what? Never happened. What? He he fell off and forgotten about, was doing nothing. And then soon after, a couple years down the line, he would join a group called 3MB. It would be Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal, and Heath Slater. And they call 3MB. Yeah. And they were a joke group. They were just 
a bunch of rock stars doing air guitar, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was nothing. They were a joke. Drew McIntyre, he wasn't feeling anymore. So he got fired, joined the Indies, and do, making a... 3MB, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 3MB. Somebody definitely got on a heavy-duty steroid cycle between that and now. The thing, shit. The thing is, though, he didn't, though. He didn't take steroids. That was all him, a lot of protein, a lot of, like, just lifting and just working on himself for right. over, I think, two years and finally yeah. coming back to WWE where he went to NXT and moved back to the main roster. And now, finally, finally, main event WrestleMania and beats Brock Lesnar, but with no crowd. The thing that kills him because imagine Drew McIntyre beating Brock Lesnar for the title and hearing the roar of the crowd, 75, 80,000 people screaming for his victory. He didn't get yep. that. He didn't get that. All he got was he beat Brock Lesnar in three minutes. That main event went three minutes. Okay. Beat Brock Lesnar and that kid. That's it. And he looked into the camera though and he said, Thank you. Basically, thanking all the fans for having faith in him. Yep. So he had nothing. And if you watch a documentary on the WWE Network, it was uh, called WWE Chronicle. You drew McIntyre. It went from when he won the Royal Rumble. Right. All the way until um, April first, a few days okay. before WrestleMania, and it shows how upset he was when he found out that WrestleMania would not be happening in front of a crowd. Wow, it's sad. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Yeah, he, he, yeah, that's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. He deserved a lot better, and he, right. uh, I just want to imagine how would the Bray Wyatt and John Cena match gone, the Firefly Funhouse. Would it have been the same thing? Would it have been different? What was that like? Because um, I haven't seen that one. What was it like a... Um, you you got to check like it out. Thing? Yeah, it's basically... Think of like... Um, uh, it's really hard to describe, honestly. It wasn't really a match. It was more of a segment where Cena will go into different timelines of his career from starting out when he faced Kurt Angle to when he was in the basic thugonomics type of thing. And then into he, they had him join the NWO at one point that never actually happened in wrestling, but they had him join the NWO as a joke and all that kind of stuff. And it ended with uh, him coming to back into the little empty arena. And then the, the fiend hitting the mandible claw on him and getting the one, two, three. It, it, it's a weird, I don't know if you want to call it a match. So this fiend guy is, I'm looking at him. He's got like this, like a gimmick. What's his gimmick? Like a, a monster. He's ba- he, he basically, uh, I'm trying to, trying to explain. Is it more like, um, I feel like it, it gives me heavy vibes of, um, Oh my God! The Devil's Rejects, kind of like a not, demented thing like he, that. He is demented, but it's not like Devil's Reject. It's more. It's more like he. It's a demon of of Bray Wyatt. It's, it's a different part of Bray Wyatt, and it's like there's Bray Wyatt, like they do it in the Firefly Funhouse. He's just different, and then there's this thing in his mind, which is the Fiend. And it controls him and makes him more demon-like and crazy and like 
unstoppable. Like you can't. Animal, I mean, the animal side. Yeah. And you kind of what it is. And actually, what they were doing with him, like you could, he couldn't be stopped. People would hit their finishes on him time and time after time after time, and he would keep kicking out. So that, that's the kind of character he was. And right. he faced John Cena, and they keep bringing up the fact that when John Cena faced Bray Wyatt before at WrestleMania 30, John Cena beat Bray Wyatt, and that was basically the downfall for Bray Wyatt and oh. kind of killed his character. No one ever took him serious until now, which he's now the Fiend character. People love him, and he's finally yeah. getting the limelight he deserves. And now he's only lost once. Like I've already mentioned, he he lost to Goldberg. I don't want him to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and he beat John Cena. And it, yeah. if you've if you have not seen it, you've got to check the Firefly Funhouse. It's not as good as the Boneyard match, but it's good. It, it's Is funny. involved in this thing? Yes. Because I'm looking at a YouTube one, but it's like you know how they cut down the screen to a smaller size so they don't get lot, um, copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. It was like a Vince McMahon looking puppet. Yeah, Mr. McBosh man. Um, they, McBosh man. <laughs> yeah, they, I like that. Clever. Firefly Funhouse is basically a Pee Wee Herman. Uh, remember that Pee Wee Funhouse or whatever it's called? Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing it now. So it's like this weird, like, it's a sketch. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, all wrestling matches, if we're being realistic about it, forgetting kayfabe for a minute, are all you know. It's all. It's all. It's all sketches. It's all sketched out. It's all the work. It's all the work. Yeah, it's all work. Yeah. I'm looking at it. It's different. I don't know if I wouldn't. I don't know. I have to watch that from the beginning because it looks kind of. I don't know. You gotta. You gotta check it out though. It. I'll try it. Yeah, I definitely will try it. And uh, moving on from that, uh, there's also another big match on night two of WrestleMania, was the return okay. with the return of Edge after nine years. Being absent, I never thought he would come back because he had that kind of his neck, like he broke his neck twice, and he yeah. he was told that he would never wrestle again. This is kind of like Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to. Be. He was also told that he would never wrestle again, and Daniel Bryan's back now. Edge is back after nine years, and he faced Randy Orton in a last man standing match. But the thing is, like you know, do you want to end up like Kurt Angle? You know what I'm saying? Like That's, physically. I always thought Kurt Angle was gonna die in the ring. That man broke Dude, his neck so many times. And I don't understand how an Olympic he's an Olympic gold medalist, right? Yep. It wasn't just him, right? It, it was real. Real, real, real. How keep getting hurt so much. Is it that you yes, you're a great technical wrestler on you know an Olympic map, but you're but you're a shitty wrestler, you know, in you know, in the ring? That you're not safe, like yeah. what is it? Because come on, there, there has to be something there. Because how can you possibly continue to let yourself get hurt that many? The dude, fucking, the, there's no reason why Kurt Angle should be walking right now. He should be bound to a wheelchair and using a fucking speaking spell to speak. For real, I don't know how he he just got lucky. But wait until he turns 70, 80 years old, and it, oh, he. Not gonna be able to move at all. He's gonna be like half of the old school pro wrestlers. He's fucked. He can't move. He he's fucked, and it's such to say. But it's same thing. Hogan walking in person lately. Yeah. He can't walk. Yeah, he's had so many surgeries on his back it, it, and his knees. He doesn't have hips. He has fake hips, hip yeah. replacements, and everything. And Kurt Angle, sadly, he's gonna be free. It's gonna it's be the same thing. Kurt, Kurt Angle is one of my favorites of all time, and he's the greatest, greatest of all time. Yeah. 
Oh, he's a phenomenal. Look, I'll tell you what. As I hated Kurt Angle's character. I hated him as a fan, right? I, I, I when I, I bought into him as a kid. I, I bought into him one hundred percent, and I hated Kurt Angle. To me, Kurt Angle was one of the greatest. I, I think I have to say one of the greatest heels ever of all time. But then he got to a point where he it got a little annoying, and I got fed up with the whole gimmick, and it was getting too cart. It was during that time where I started like that that time period where I started to lose, you know, interest. yeah, interest, and in, it just wasn't the same anymore. Um, but Kurt Angle is one of the greatest heels for sure, for sure. But let me ask you a question. I'm sorry. Let me ask you a quick question because I got. Now that we're talking about injuries and all this stuff, do you think, because here's my belief, that wrestling chews you up, spits you out, and doesn't give two shits about you after the fact? I feel this is the most damaging sport out there. 100%. People can call it fake. It's fake because... It's predetermined, but what they do to themselves in that ring on a weekly basis is it's very challenging. I, I did train for six months. Yes, I went. I I don't really bring it up to many people, but I was training for six. I trained for six months, and I can tell you how much that mat that mat hurts. It hurts. It's just doing. It doesn't give. You think, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to feel better. It never, never feels better. What is it? Better. Springs of plywood, right? And a yeah. couple of bars so throughout. There's a, it's a metal frame. Uh, and there, there isn't really much springs to it, but on the the mat is plywood. And the plywood is about, I'm going to say, six inches maybe. And then you get a little mat. And that mat is just uh, basically. Yeah. It's basically, how would I describe it? You know the mat you put on something like a cushion you put on your bed to make it sleep better? It's basically that. By the time you, so by the time you land, it's nothing. Yeah. You might as well just slam you into concrete. That's why they tell you that how they take bumps. Is you, you're basically, you're, you're laying on your back, but you're also uh, throwing your hands to the mat. So it, a- they give, so it helps when you're hitting that mat. It hurts regardless, but it doesn't knock the wind out of you. Right. Okay. Okay. That I just like. Do you think there should be regulations put in place more for for that industry? Because you just see, and and what do these injuries lead to? They lead to, you know, no career, or they lead to, you know, they don't know anything better. They have nothing better to, you know, that's all they know. Then they resort to, you know, drugs and alcohol. And next thing you know, half of these dudes, and listen, this is, this has really hit me lately because I've been watching, I don't know if you have Dark Side of the Ring, Vice's Dark Side of the Ring. I I watched the Benoit two-part episode I did. You've seen, have you seen season one? I need to, I need to watch through season one. It is one of my favorite documentary series, for sure, for sure. It shows you though that this in that sport is a damaging, damaging sport to your well-being, to your health, to your to everything. Your mind, because a lot of them take painkillers because a lot of the injuries, yeah. and they get addicted to these painkillers, and they move to drugs. Not only that, 
and they're taking and look i'm gonna be straight up they're taking you know and then you got these guys taking like eddie Guerrero taking painkillers you know you know taking painkillers and then doing cycles massive cycles of steroids because if if these guys are going to tell me that they're not on you know decadorbolin testosterone and then they uh growth hormone fucking insulin then they must really really not believe their own they must really believe their own lie because these people are mixing a dangerous cocktail of drugs and alcohol and performance enhancing drugs you get what i'm saying yeah yeah wreaks havoc on your body and you know why you see these dudes dropping so soon and it, it killed me seeing Eddie Guerrero drop because Eddie Guerrero, again, I keep mentioning one of my favorites. Eddie, oh, it's one of the greats. He, you know, he, baby. You know, he. One of my favorite. And when he died, I don't, I, he, I, I, okay, I don't remember how old I was, it, but I, I cried. It was one of the times I cried during wrestling when Eddie died and it, it killed me. Yeah. And it, it still kills me to this day because it, what could have his career been if he didn't die? If he didn't do those drugs, if he- I, I think had Eddie had had Eddie truly been cleaned up and would have not had what happened to him happen, I think we would have not seen. And maybe if Eddie had really, really just you know got himself, picked himself up, and said, "All right, I'm fixing. It. This is you know brand new me, not looking back." I can't help but always think that Eddie would have been maybe would have been the one to take over to oversee a lot of the, what was going to go down in WWE, you know, like a like triple H possibly. I don't know. Maybe I could be completely wrong, but, or over with the, AEW, you know, AEW or something like that, you know, he could have trend, you know, he could have um, transitioned to something like that, a leadership role. Uh, yeah. More impact. 100% because he was already going up in age and who know, like a lot of guys other than like the undertaker who's, still in this with the age he's at. Um, he honestly only had so many years left in him anyway. So he he, he would have won the WWE championship a few more times. They've already said that they had him in the plans to win the title before he even died. So like it it it's crazy. And wish he never died, wish it it, it just sucks because I, I was really, uh, I, I don't want to go on about it, but it, it's just, it's just crazy. It's devastating. It's very devastating. You can't help but think, you know, it's, that's, it's human nature. What would have been, um, but do you think that there needs to be some sort of heavy, heavy regulation brought in on the sport? They're going to have to be. That's why a lot of the sport does new power drivers or chair shots to the head. They, see that that much. I feel like they should do what WCW used to do and take a break because there's a lot of like AEW is going to be doing it. Like they're going to be taking a couple month break. Uh, well, they're doing it right now because they already taped a lot of their um, televised events. But they right. they're going to take like a two month break because that's what WCW did. They took a two month break at a certain point of the year, and that's what. Um, AEW is going to do it, and I feel everyone should do it. WWE should do it just to cool the body down because they work so many days in a year for the WWE. Dude, they work like, some of them work almost 300, and some of them will work. Apparently, some of them will work 90, 95% of the year. Yeah, and, and they're, they're called workhorses. There's a guy named 
Dean Ambrose, now in AEW known as John, he's known as John Moxley now, and he he was a workhorse. He'd work literally almost every night, and he sometimes like he'll he'll finish uh, one match, go to the next night, wrestle another match. Then you had live events. They got to cut the live events. No more live events. Just keep doing Raw, SmackDown, pay per view. Raw, SmackDown, pay per view. Raw, SmackDown, pay per view. Do I mean? No, it's a good. I don't know. Does WWE? Because it's been so long, they don't operate on a season like where they come and go, right? No, no, they they do it all year, year, 12 12 months out of the year. That route. They got to cut the live events. They there's no need. I I get they do it. They want more money. They want more merchandise. (sighs) I get it, but they really need to just cut it down to just two weekly shows and one pay-per-view a month. If anything, they can do what, uh, the only four ma- four or five major pay-per-views a year. And that le- let me throw, let me throw another idea out at you. Do four, do four pay-per-views a year, right? One for every quarter of the year. Right. And you have four seasons or no, you have, you have four major pay-per-views and you do, once you do one season every year for WWE, you do one season every year. That season would last 15, let's say 20 shows. Okay. You do it for three, 20 shows. You do them in three months, right? Do a mid season break, just like any other show where you say, okay, uh, something crazy went down mid season, just like in the walking dead or any of these fucking shows. And then that's your mids. That's your cliffhanger. What's going to happen? Well, guess what? You got to wait two months for it to, come back for the season finale, you know, mid-season finale premiere. And then that season ends after about three months, four months. And then WWE goes on hiatus. All the athletes go on hiatus. Everyone goes on hiatus for a little bit. Everyone takes a break, just like any other show. Gets to spend time with their family, get to take care of their injuries, get to like we were talking, like you were talking about time to rest, time to just rest the body. Right. So they don't, People, so there's not some because there's let's be real, there's always going to be drug addicts, there's always going to be people who are going to abuse things, you're going to hurt their body in different ways. It's just the way human, you know, humans are built. But I think that if we did that, and then you know, I know it's it's crazy to say, you know, you only get wrestling for three months out of the year, but then in between that break, you do get a, a pay per view. But guess what? The athlete gets to take a break for two months, right? Or three months, then start to plan and train for that pay-per-view for that quarter that's a one night deal and it's over two or three nights is over and then they go back to resting again and working on the new season building up the, the characters you know you know just like any show and then what would that do for the hype just like any other show it, it would it would propel the hype because honestly well, it would propel it because you could think like a lot of shows, you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? Like with Walking Dead, like the whole Negan thing. I don't watch Walking Dead now, but the whole Negan thing. And like, oh, what's, who's Negan going to kill? What's going to happen yeah. next? Well, well WWE can do that. AEW can do that. It's like, okay, how does they, they hype up a match? Like, oh, you're not going to see that match until next season. The main event of next season. Like, they need, they, if they did that, it'd be, it'd be cool. It would, it would get different. It, it'd be like, yeah, because wrestling is an entertainment kind of uh, uh, 
it's entertainment. And what better, what better entertainment is there than anticipation? Exactly. Exactly. It, I, it, they they really need to start like changing. They need like we're we're saying with like, the whole new normal, like lesser crowds. Do imagine doing exactly. the lesser crowds and like just WWE just doing one. Uh, I mean, they could honestly not only that less less expense for WWE. You don't have to fucking pay a road crew. Mm-mm. You know, like three hundred and just can you imagine? I I, w- I wouldn't even want to see the bill. For WWE, I can only begin to imagine, dude, how much fucking money they must spend a day to move their operation around the world. Exactly. It, it, it's millions million of dollars that yeah. they're spending to go on the road every year. Um, not every yeah. year. Well, they spend every year, but every, every day, just going town yeah. to the next town to the next town to the next town. And then they do major pay per views, and that's why WWE doesn't really change their set. If you watch Raw, SmackDown, and pay per view, it all has the same tight intro on the same set. Nothing changes. That saves you money, but you're paying all your road crew and your crew that builds that set, that builds the ring. That so much money involved in just the day to day operations. I don't think people think about it's a lot. And that's just road crew that we're talking about. Now we're getting into talent. And then you've got, after your talent, then you've got all your corporate people. Then under that, you have all the people that work, you know, for all the other company, you know, for the, all the other stuff that they do. There's a lot that a lot of people that WWE employs. You know, it's a lot of money. And did you know, right now, you can look it up on Google, the people that, the cameramen, the road crew that aren't working right now are not getting paid. It's like they're for a load. Like they're for a load. It's sad. And you see, there's a guy named Rusev, a Bulgarian wrestler who's part of WWE, who said he he was gonna pay, like I think it was like twenty thousand dollars or something to those who aren't working right now. And a lot of other wrestlers are doing that. Just because. And why isn't Vince McMahon doing that? That's my question. I don't know. Like, like I I feel privileged. He's he's in. He did what he said he was gonna do. He was gonna be part of the 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 um the billionaires club, and he did it. And you can't pay your people. It's just something. It's just, livable, just a livable wage. It's the same thing with Disney. Why can't Disney pay their cash members a living wage? It's crazy. I'm making money right now with theme parks. I get that. Yeah, I get it. From a business standpoint, but what I don't understand is these corporations, these greedy fucking corporations. Okay, as much as we love Disney, as much as we love Marvel and all this shit, I can't help but think why can't Disney and all these companies, all these companies can afford to pay every single employee a, a livable wage? A livable wage, you're looking at minimum two, you're looking at a two thousand dollar a month minimum wage. Minimum wage, you know. Why can't they do it? They make billions and then they to- they they boast about it and they go up on the mountains and they sing their praises to themselves. Oh, we made a billion and a half dollars with Endgame and, and, and that's just one movie. One movie. Not including all the companies and corp businesses that they own that they have their tentacles deeply sunk into. You know? Why can't people like you guys get paid? It, it, you get what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy because like... <laughs> You, you, you can go on about it for hours. 
why because all the money Disney has made off Marvel, off off Star Wars, off every company. Like they have they have part ownership of Apple, if I'm correct. I, I, Disney, they have they have some stock in it or something. They have some sort of arrangement from when um, the merger happened. So they, they they make a lot of fucking money, but they can't pay their employees. Look at Universal. I, I feel privileged right now getting paid as a lot of other people aren't getting paid and they're on four load and they had to get unemployment. I'm somehow still getting paid all the way to the 31st. I, I'll be making only 80% of my my paycheck, but still. 80% is better than 80% of nothing. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's crazy, crazy times. But like WWE needs to do a new new revamp, new normal, and do something. Not only them, not only them. Well, what about WWE? I mean, WWE. AEW. WC. Yeah, what do they do? Are they... Uh, 365 a year kind of deal too not not, not really because they're doing what we said i said is they're doing four major pay-per-views and they some have a um, big event on their weekly show they'll have a, a different title of it like they, the weekly show is called dynamite but one they, they, they were going to do this upcoming like um you know how wcw had war games right mm-hmm. the, uh aew is going to do it that was they were going to call blood and guts and they were going to do it on their weekly AEW Dynamite and the event was called Blood and Guts. So it was AEW, AEW Dynamite, Blood and Guts. And that's what they were doing. WWE should do the same exact thing for major pay per views. And then sometimes on the Raw or SmackDown, they have this major event. Like, right. I don't Now, let me ask you AEW, how do you watch them? Are they on cable also? Or how is they're, their. You're going to call it crazy again because it's all WCW. They're on T. Oh, they're on. They're on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm getting lured in now. Is there a way to? Because I don't have cable. I got rid of it. Is there a way? Because I don't use it. Like I don't know about like uh, TNT, cable. Paying before this. Uh, TNT has a app. I know for sure. Um, I'll have to look into it here. I see on their website. Okay. They have an app. Okay, I'll have to check into that. I'm guessing you pay for that monthly to watch? I think so. You had to look more into it. Um, I definitely Because you don't want to spend on something like uh, on those, like PS4 has the PS View or whatever it's called. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Definitely not. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and maybe in the future, like I think something I've, I've been thinking of the last couple of months the last couple of weeks i've been watching this um dark side of the ring vice series is what if with this whole streaming wars and you know it's it's literally the wild wild west of streaming right now what if a netflix to garner more attention to get more subscribers says you know what and wwe says you know what we're gonna make a merger we're going to bring WWE to Netflix and all the only way for you to see WWE is through Netflix. And then I, that would, I feel like that would force the, the idea that I kind of have where it's a three, a three month season. That's it. Game over four big events a year and then do something crazy. Go 
do one, do your biggest event. Take WrestleMania, uh, your next WrestleMania. What can you top WrestleMania with? That's the, that's the question, though. That's the hard part. And do like an Olympics. Do you get what I'm saying? Do an Olympics every four years. And it's the big countdown. And that is going to be their big, they could top WrestleMania. I don't know. Or just take WrestleMania and put that as their, you know, because it is their Olympics of wrestling, of their company. Make that a, you know, would that upset you if you heard that? Like, hey, WrestleMania now is only once every four years. They should, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. It'd be make it bigger, badder, and better. Build up, build up. To, and guess what happens when you do 13 episodes, you know, three month season, just like a regular TV show? You get time to plan out your script and your characters for the next season, right? So instead of getting all these mediocre, because let's be real, they wrestle so much every year, all year, that, yeah, they're constantly reworking their characters and reworking who's who and what's what. But given a year almost to develop things, you're not going to have all these random different characters coming in. You you have to take your time and build it just like a regular script. And what you get is what you get for the season and it better be good. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're doing with a certain uh, wrestling company. I don't think they're around anymore. It was called Lucha Underground. It was on the L Ray Network and Netflix. Uh, like, you, you could watch it on Netflix, but they took it off. Uh, it was Lucha Underground, which basically a televised it wasn't live they would tape it and it would be basically more storylined type of uh wrestling it was interesting i mean i never really gave it a chance but a lot of people are really into it i heard a lot of good things about it yeah i definitely heard a lot of good things about that for sure you know it's just it's it's crazy you know it it how long is it going to, you know, it's just crazy to look, you know, as much as we, you know, we love wrestling, but you know what, I think what we love even more is seeing all our favorite superstars and future superstars alive and healthy and, and not in a wheelchair at 60 years old that can barely even move, you know, is this coming? Do you, is this coming and how soon? Hopefully, you know, that's the real question is if and when, and, you know, hopefully sooner than later. Next couple because, of years, it would have to be the next couple of years, like even sooner than that, because we keep bringing up that you gotta have to be a new normal, and and they can't be doing these big uh, arena events anymore. So like they can do it televised all the time, like NXT does it at four show. They can keep doing it at four show. AEW does it where they they have uh, a place in Jacksonville they can keep taping at. Like, they go back to the old school form, like the old, well, old school, quote unquote, format of WCW with Disney, where it was only done on location. Yeah. That's it. Back when people keep bringing up the old school guys, the territories, back when NWA was around, AWA, like uh, Mid South Wrestling, all, all those old territories, and uh, when they didn't have really big arena events and they, it was just whoever was there like maybe a couple hundred people maybe just a hundred people boom yep. and it and that was the heyday like 
back in the day, everyone loved like no one, a lot of the older people don't watch wrestling now. They're like, oh, it's not the same. Like you heard Jim Cornette, like, oh, all these new wrestlers like Ricochet, all these new guys all flipping around, thinking all that's the great wrestling. But back in my day, wrestling was so great. It was like we had guys like uh, Ric Flair. We had guys like yeah, they, were, they were cartoon characters because it was on set. You know, it was on Saturday mornings. They were, they were larger than life characters. They were. It was. It was sometimes more about their character than it was, you know, their technicality. Technicality always matters, obviously, but you know, it was you know. Hulk Hogan was like this larger than life, like Saturday morning cartoon that you would see, right? Eat your, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, brother, because I'm coming for you. If you don't do what I'm telling you to do. And then, you know, you had the macho man, you know, it was just these, these, and the warrior, you know, it was like, it was just these larger than life cartoon characters. And I don't know. It's just, you know, I don't know. They had better gimmicks back in the day though. I mean, honestly, too, except for the sh- the the shocker, was it the shocker? What was his name? The dude uh, that the shockmaster when he fell through the, oh the wall. Oh, he fell through the wall with the fucking spray painted on glittered uh, yeah. stormtrooper helmet. I'm yeah, like, wow, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that bad. was rough. It was bad. I, so, Sean, let me ask: Is there anything else we want to discuss before we get off the air here? Uh, no, no. We brought everything down to the WrestleMania. We talked about the Boneyard match. We talked to the Firefly Funhouse. We talked about the issue with the whole empty arena, how if Drew McIntyre won the title, how would the crowd react? And also, how would the crowd react during Braun Strowman's victory over Goldberg? Um, it, 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 like we keep saying, it's bad times, empty arenas. It's not fun to watch. It's better with a crowd. Uh, like watching WWE at the Performance Center, it, it's not fun. It, I can't watch it. I I can barely even watch it before that though. But st- still, I still respect every single person wrestler. It's not and, a knock on. It's not a knock on. We're, we're, look, when you hear Sean or myself knock the industry, it's it's not knocking the the individuals. We know what it takes to do this. Sean, you know you trained for a little bit. You know you know what it takes. To to deal with this shit on a daily basis it's the people at the top the vince mcmahon's that you know that that are money hungry and they want their money so they're going to keep doing week in and week out they of course it's not well i know wwe also tell not tell a lot of their events right now aren't live so they taped they taped wrestlemania they they taped Raw and SmackDown. They they did a lot of taping so a lot of the wrestlers can stay home. But the thing is with that, it's gonna hurt them in the long run when it comes to the fact that a lot of the wrestlers are gonna have to stay in quarantine. So oh, oh this guy can't come because you like when they have to tape yeah, again. Another thing, real quick, and I don't mean to extend this out any longer for you guys, but how irresponsible is it of Vince McMahon to? say hey we're gonna go on with wrestlemania we're gonna pit people against each other even though this is scripted and planned out but at any moment someone could get hurt and if someone is an asymptomatic person let's say one of the wrestlers fighting another wrestler obviously one of them gets 
blood or particulates on them while they're wrestling, which it happens the whole entire time. They're breathing up, they're throwing, you know, screaming, spits coming out. What if one of your top superstars fucking tomorrow find out that they get they got sick from it from your negligence and your greed? What do you think is gonna happen? It's gonna ruin them one hundred percent. Their stock value is gonna crash. They're a publicly traded company. So you know the shareholders obviously are like, um, uh, we're out, peace out. And next thing you know, they're going to be out of business. All it takes is one. People don't remember good, the positive. People always remember what? The negative. That's it. All it takes is one. One negative story to ruin you. You know? Sometimes a negative story helps you. But in this standpoint, this time, if, if it was the coronavirus, one of their top guys or any guy, girl, Gets the coronavirus in WWE or maybe even AEW. Don't matter. It's gonna ruin them, and especially no one right now. Everyone should be home with their families, quarantining, because not only are you putting the wrestlers at risk, you're putting the wrestlers' family at risk. And then though, what if one of them gets sick and then they bring it out to other people? Now you're growing. You're pushing that curve up again. Instead of flattening the curve, you know you're making it worse. Do you really want to be responsible for that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how how do they, how Vince McMahon and these people with AEW and all that, how they can justify that in their head scares me. Scares me. How irresponsible they can be. How irresponsible money makes people when you would think they'd be more responsible because they have all that money. They should care more about their family, their their, their workers, things. Get it this way look at them because they don't look at them as family they look at them as 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 a number as a product that they as the product. go ahead and look at them as a product that's fine it's fucked up but that's fine do you want your product to get hurt do you want your product not to be able to perform in six months that you've invested a year and a half two years hell let's say 10 years if the undertaker gets sick you know 30 years if the undertaker were to get sick right and something happens to him then what you were the guy who allowed this to happen and you were the one that got the taker you know what's his real name mark what mark calloway mark calloway you know you know killed from the stupid virus why because you were too greedy you're done your your name your company is tarnished for life everything you did because of a, a stupid thing that you could have just said no everybody just take a break exactly it's crazy crazy times um hopefully we can flatten the curve and everything can go back. Not, I won't, like I'm saying, it won't be back to normal, back to what we need to be at and have an audience. And and um, we can actually like watching wrestling again. I mean, I, I still like watching wrestling, but it, it, it's just not as fun. It's not the same. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hell, even the, even, you know, watching, you know, the, the, the pre-recorded, you know, the, the pre-recorded tapings of like even stuff in the past is more exciting than watching what we've just been watching lately where it's just empty and they're just acting to nobody mm-hmm. except themselves. Yep. It's just, even it's, just, it's just weird hearing the, the shots go in and then making the noises and you usually, you, you still kind of hear that, but you, oh, sometimes yeah. you can hear when they're calling their next move because you, you know they do that yeah, in wrestling. Yep. Yep. You, can, yep. you can hear it more than ever. Like that's another thing. Like they should have, they should have canceled Gronkowski's thing and waited until there was a crowd. 
because it's already it was already a horrible entrance in my opinion the whole Gronkowski thing it was I thought it was really stupid I'm not a football guy I look I'm not a big sports guy I love wrestling that's about as wrestling and baseball that's those 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 are the two sports that I love and UFC that's it I know nothing about football but when this Gronkowski dude came out I was like I like you you seem like a cool dude but you look like a fucking moron right now dancing down the stage when there's no crowd reaction you're all hyped up you're doing these really you know weird ass dance moves where he's grabbing the fucking well with the fucking pole he's grabbing the pole and he's like in. i'm like what the fuck are you doing dude like now if there was a crowd maybe it would have been different but it was so fake and what kills me is like he's grabbing the pole and he's looking around and he's like looking around like hyping up people like if there were people in the crowd i'm like dude there's no one in the crowd who the fuck are you hyping not hyping anybody like that it that's what my point is it it's just it wasn't a good call to bring him out during this they should have waited and i think then gronkowski in my opinion gronkowski's whole thing would have been better i didn't like gronkowski's match that's one that i watched the highlights of and i just didn't like it i thought it was dumb the way he won you know who who really knocks every you know 10, 15 people with one elbow drop from a ladder. That's a clearly scripted, you know, like the whole show is drop, but you could tell that everyone was, you know, kind of braced him for it. You know, he was being guided along. It's like, you know, it worries me that it's like another Ronda Rousey where it's someone getting pushed because they're famous and they should not be on that stage. I mean, on that, in that ring. No, I mean, Ronda Rousey wasn't that bad, but... I, I get you. I get you. Yeah. So, is anything else you want to mention before we get off? Uh, well, before we end this, just anyone listening to this, hopefully there's some people. Uh, support, support, support independent wrestling. Support those guys. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Buy their merchandise. Um, just go to different. Uh, Twitters of different independent and watch their shows that are on YouTube or if they have like a website to support them. They they need this more than ever because they're not making any money. A lot of the independent guys aren't making money. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And that's where a lot of the great talent comes from is from the independent circuits. So definitely, I I love that you mentioned that. That's, That's a great thing. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you guys know before we get off, you guys can find us. We'll be available on Apple iTunes. We'll be available on Stitcher. We'll be available on Spotify. We'll be available on SoundCloud. And we'll also be available on YouTube. At The Critic Cave is my other show. Guys, if you get a chance, check it out. But definitely while you're looking for that, also look for what's the name of the show, Sean? Uh, top rope. Uh, top rope. I almost forgot the name already. Off the top rope. So we're as we go, okay. So definitely check out off the top rope at all those different ones, whether it's Apple, iTunes, whether it's Stitcher, whether it's whatever platform you listen to podcast. Definitely, definitely, definitely look us up, guys. Check us out. Subscribe. Every subscription helps please and leave any comments in the comment section review us let us know what you'd like let us know what you didn't like was this podcast too long or too short let us know 
tweet me. Sean. You can tweet me too at Sean M Prime, S E A N M P R I M E. You can tweet me out if you need to. Absolutely. And also, if eventually, guys, we'll be working on getting an Instagram going. Um, we'll try to get that YouTube channel up as soon as we can. And yeah, just stay tuned for more stuff, guys. And hopefully, this grows. Thank you so much for listening to us. We have been off the top rope. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Good day. Whatever you're doing, stay safe, everybody. Remember, right now, everybody, stay the fuck home. So, Sean, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Talk later. Later. Peace.